Utah podcast. In the new Utah Pod studio. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. New uh, new room, same house. Uh, it's adjacent. It's a studio adjacent to my office. It's we're, larger. We're sitting at a bigger table, and so everybody's further apart. It's yeah. Nice. It's nice because I don't actually <laughs> have to. I feel like it's actually smaller because usually the guest is further away from me. But, because yeah, you're because usually sitting at Chris's desk. That's because you're sitting on the far side of my desk and there's a long space. So usually you're sitting so like technically here. It is. Yeah. Breeze is practically on my lap. I can't even breathe. Yeah, it is pretty Usually tight on our I side. I cross my leg and kick Jeremy half the time. <laughs> and then, like, he does something weird with his foot and steps on my... T- like, it's... It's also spatially... Things might change because the stuff that's behind me won't be behind me anymore. And that's, the stuff that's behind Jessica and, won't be behind her Yeah, anymore. so it'll fill a lot more up. And those shelves will remain. Um, this is my... You guys get to see my cooking stuff that doesn't fit in my kitchen that I use. I got rid of a couple of things, but I use... Everything up there, yep. pretty regularly. Everything up there's been used. I don't use the cake cutter very often, the leveler, because I don't make a lot of cakes. No, and you haven't used the rib thingy yet. What? But, oh, the rib but rack? But that's yeah. new. That's new, but I'm going to use it because they will stand up in the smoker much better that way. Do you have a rib rack for your smoker? I do, actually. It's so much nicer, isn't it? Yes. Like, I've been dying to get one because the last time I did ribs, there's like, you know, the three racks of, of ribs that you typically get together in a vacuum pack were difficult to fit. I had to cut them in half to fit yeah. them in the smoker, so I'd rather not have to do that. And I could probably do two sets of ribs uh, with rib racks, so I'm going to give it a shot. We'll see. Nice racks, Chris. Yeah, I know. You like my rack, don't you? <laughs> the, the one downside is my nuts are not in here, so uh, those well, are go right. get Let's your nuts. No. Your nuts in the They're office. just next door. I did leave my nuts in the other room. You did spill my orange juice all over the table until we reconfigured. You know, it's not my fault that my knee got in the way of the table or vice versa. Something like that. Yeah, this this isn't the, the final setup quite yet. No, but we thought we would surprise you guys this week um, since we got the storage room uh, cleaned out and turned into a studio-ish. So we'll have to see how the sounds work. Uh, maybe we'll put up some sound insulation. I don't no, think we'll we won't. To. Bree doesn't really want to. We're probably going to cover this stuff so you can't actually see any of the the stuff. stuff. The shelves. Well, I don't think the cooking stuff looks too bad, but this shelf that will have like, like miscellaneous thing on kennels. just is not attractive. Yeah, but we might like put up some sort of curtain system to just completely close that. Like off. in the doctor's office. Yeah, like Shit. a hospital. <laughs> we should totally do that. We should put a <laughs> that would be really easy to install actually because it's just you don't even have to really hit studs. You like probably that. get that on Amazon. I bet you could. A little track and a little curtain thinger. Ooh, now you got both ideas that I like. <laughs> think about that. That's perfect. And then we could put up. Oh, and you can even... make it a Zion curtain. Get that Zion curtain print. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Who was it that did that? Hive Winery. Hive Winery. Yeah. Can go get their, go get their the curtain. Shower. They don't have to use it anymore, so perhaps we could use curtain. it. Anyway. So, uh, uh, I don't, other than this, uh, I didn't do anything this weekend. <laughs> this was it. <laughs> this was a lot, though. Very impressive. Yeah, it was. It was. We went on a hike, of course. Uh, on Sunday, we went, uh, Josh and Chris came with us, and we went up behind Black Ridge Reservoir, uh, which is like a little tiny day use lake up in Harriman oh, yeah. by all the rich people. I've got I've got one of my subdivisions up there. Yeah, yeah. We looked at the houses and I'm like, this is the kind of shit Jeremy actually yep. architects. That is uh, true. And there's like fucking in-ground pools up there. 
Yep. There are some <laughs> rich motherfuckers up there. How yep. does it feel when you're building a, like a house that you can't afford? Does it totally suck? Uh, I don't know. I think I've gotten over it. So, so part of it is, I mean, you see things come and go. And so that's one thing people always, always ask me. Have you designed your dream house? No, because it changes. Because what's popular 10 years ago, you wouldn't want now. Yeah, but see, my dream house isn't changed. My dream house is still very Victorian in style, and it has a couple turrets. So if you go, if you go something like that, but most people design and throw all of the whatever new, like yeah, right whatever now, the new design, like in the seventies, the boards on the wall is now shiplap yeah. boards. Yeah, well, it's now the they exact just same thing. just turned it the other direction. Be, to be clear, Jeremy's got that shit in his house now too. Yes, yeah, like, this only is on the one floor. room. No, he's got. Oh one, no, that's right in the, the bathroom. bathroom walls. Yeah, in the powder room. He's got one wall. Yeah. However, we got our house all the time, and so we're not ones that just stick with it. But hey, at least you got like rid of like with at least you got rid of the super fucking labor intensive tile that was all over your house. That was a nightmare. But yeah, to, like, <laughs> I remember it every year and a half. I remember when we had the hot tub, and that when Heather and the kids all went down to St. George, and well, you, I redid the stupid uh-huh, floor. And you came over in the hot tub because you were in did, so much yeah, pain. Smoked like fifteen cigars in an hour. It was a rough week. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of work, I, I can imagine. So, but that was our weekend. This is like all we did. We didn't really leave the house, um, but uh, you left the house several times. I didn't. Eat, I, I barely I did, left the basement. I, I Taking to, junk yeah. to savers. Uh, also, Walmart on Saturday afternoon. Bad idea. Never a good idea. Yeah, I forgot. Like I was like, <laughs> oh, I'll just run to Walmart and grab whatever it is that we needed at that point. Uh, and I get to Walmart and I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> You will regret that decision. <laughs> yes, I did very quickly afterwards. So, Bree did find a bunch of our old school pictures. I mean, like fifth grade school pictures. Oh, yeah. Fifth grade, and then junior high, and then some high school Bree stuff. Bree or Bree's mom scrapbooked the fuck out of her. Childhood. I did that. No, it wasn't my childhood. It was when I was with David and some pre stuff. It was pre David and then David. But scrapbooking but like, was very popular in the late nineties. It was like five pages of. Other stuff, and, and then all the other. And she did David. work at like a stamp company, which I think is part of scrapbooking. Yeah, but none of that had stamps in it. That's all right. Did yeah. you work at Stampin' Up? No, I she has at a stamp new, company. She has a new stamp with oh. uh, the seal of the state of Utah on it. Well, I don't have the stamp. It's called yeah. the stamp company. No, it was called the yeah. stamp company. The U- wasn't it the Utah Stamp Company? No, it was the Salt Lake City, Salt Lake stamp, City company. stamp Company. Cool. Um, but uh, Brie is a notary now, so if you need something notarized, well, that is good to, to know because with school coming up, I will have stuff I need notarized. Just, just let me know so I can bring my stamp. I will take advantage of that. Yeah. So, like last year when it's Maya, not free though. She's in, what's the going rate for notary? Five dollars. <laughs> I'll pay you the five dollars. God damn it! <laughs> I don't need five. So you don't have to fucking go to the bank. Well, so like last year when Maya went on tour with the orchestra and all that, we had to have her permission slip notarized. Are you Why? kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. Jesus. What the fuck? When I went on when I went on a field trip, it was a signature on a fucking slip of paper, it like, is. and it was a slip of paper that was like you know torn off of a big sheet of paper, and I could sign, suck my balls, and no one cared. Oh, the good old days. Well, Juan Diego <laughs> didn't have like a super complicated one, but they had a form that would print out like everything pertinent about the field trip and your child and everything. So it was the same form, but it would just like auto fill it in and then you just. So to all of our listeners, if you need something notarized. Yeah. Come see me. Breeze catch. But I don't, I can't do it for like a week. Steve says my stamp will be here in like a week. Yeah, you can't do it until you get your own stamp. That's but what's I, crazy. It was funny because Thursday and Friday, my, my producer wasn't in the office and with not doing 
a, an additional producer's work. I, I'm getting through my days faster. And it was kind of a quiet day. And I thought, hmm, wonder how hard this notary test is. It's open book. It can't be too bad. So I just took it and people like came and asked me questions about things. Like nobody knew I was taking this test. And some of the questions even say like, this is the correct answer. This is the wrong answer. <laughs> like two of them. So basically it was foolproof. Just no, just this, those two. And then there were some law questions, but since you have the, like it's open book and they, um, they put stuff in it. So like the law, the code at the back. So you can go through and, and find the code. So it says like code, you know, 43.3.b.a or whatever. And then you go find that. So some of them were just intuitive and some of them were that. And it was, anyway, I got a hundred percent. Did you ever see the King of Queens? Remember that King of Queens, that show? I love that show. Or I don't, I don't watch sitcoms with laugh tracks, Jeremy. I'm pretty much against it. It's in the 90s, though. Anyway. It wasn't in the 90s. Well, it started in the 90s. No, it did not. King Queens, I think it started in 98, 99. You just keep talking about your story. I'm going to prove your ass wrong. Don't worry. So anyway, but Arthur, his father-in-law, gets his notary stamp. So he's, he's, that's kind of the whole episode is in the background. He's getting his notary thing. So at the very end, he goes to notarize something, and he sneezes right as the guy signs. So he's like, son of a bitch. 1998, babe. Tears up the paper and makes him do it again. Was it what year's that? Nineteen ninety-eight. Oh. Nineteen ninety-eight to two thousand and seven. Yeah. So that it, it started, started at the, the end of the nineties. Yeah. Anyway, it that's was what in the Jeremy 2000s. said. That's why I said whatever. It whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good show. And that's funny because it was not a good show. That doesn't <laughs> when it started doesn't change the fact that it was a shitty sitcom <laughs> with a laugh track. That's like saying Full House was a good show. That I was not. Full a, House. No, it was a terrible no, show. I, I'm with you on Full House. I didn't. I couldn't. That was bad. But I did like King of Queens. I didn't like King of Queens, but I liked Full House. So there you have it. <laughs> anyway, so Jess, I know you did some fun, entertaining shit this weekend. You do? Yeah. It was all over your thingy, your <laughs> social media. <laughs> your your, your, your good got, time was all over your thingy? Your thingy was all over I don't think she wants to talk, talk, why aren't you talking about her thingy on the, on the podcast? It's an innie, not an outie. Don't worry about it. <laughs> your thingy. <laughs> How would you even know? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it could be an Audi. It could be an Audi. I don't know. I'm just guessing. <laughs> what did you do this weekend? Uh, inquiring minds want to know. Do I they want know? to know. I doubt that. They um, wouldn't be inquiring if they didn't want to know, Jess. But clearly you already know because you just said you know. No, I saw stuff, but our viewers, our viewers, our, our listeners, viewers. <laughs> the people that watch us intently with their ears. What channel is your uh, podcast yeah, on? Yeah, <laughs> what time is that on it? Uh, what would you do? Well, I went to Payson to the Scottish Festival to watch my friends' kids compete in Highland Dance. Huh? How'd they do? And um, the that, ones... the was ones. It, was it Liza? Yeah. The one is too young, so it's just like they just get participation in oh. toys. They, it has like a term for it, but I can't remember. And her other daughter placed two seconds and two firsts. And then I raced up to Salt Lake... Ran and got a coffee before the farmer's market closed, and then I went to the library and went to a meeting for a paranormal thing I'm doing in a couple of weeks. And then I you talked about the paranormal made a thing lot of you're cakes. doing like a week or two ago, right? Mm-hmm. Last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Then I made lots of cakes. I just wanted to make sure because I knew what it was, but I didn't know if our listeners did. So we're I'll, gonna. Why? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Nope. I'm good. I was just gonna say, how many cakes did you make? Three. Wow. Were they That big? is a lot. No. I saw 
No, I'm thinking made and delivered or just worked on. No, just baked. These are cakes I have over the next. They're they're really stale. The next month. (laughs) She's like, I baked cakes. They don't. They just sit out on my. Do you have a big freezer that you put them all in? Yeah, she like has totally an industrial freezer. So she needs store bodies. Well, she might have like like we have a freezer out in our garage. I don't. I just have a regular fridge. So you keep them in the fridge, the freezer. Or so we need to get you a good deep freeze. <laughs> no, so you can store your cakes. They're fine in my in my freezer. What do your Thank roommates you. think with all the cakes? And do they ever try to eat it? No, the only time I've had issues was the one time that he cleaned, cleaned everything. Up your shit. <laughs> that yeah. son of a bitch cleaning your stuff up. What a fucking prick. <laughs> yeah, but there's a process to all of out? it. So you should have no. kicked him out. He's not going to put holes in the walls, right? Yeah, he is in oh. the in the floor. Yeah. What? Oh, jeez. Yeah, moving out. He have holes in my, in my vinyl. So. What a yeah. douche nozzle. <laughs> he was, actually. I don't, I, I don't know how you fucking do it. I could not handle fucking roommates. I like have been in my house for over 10 years, and I've probably had more than two dozen roommates. I know. I don't know how the fuck you do it. Like That's, that's no different than you having kids. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Cause, it's not. Because yes, you can yell at your kids and boss your kids around and ground your kids. Yeah, yeah but you can yell at your roommates and boss your roommates, and there's no emotional the, attachment to but any the, of yeah, it. But the difference is with, with your kids, you kind of love them, and you have to accept living yeah. with them, and they don't change. And so, like, you can kind of... It's guide the same them. Do people change? No, like, it's not a different person. It's the same yeah. person. <laughs> you, learn, you learn to deal with yeah, that you personality. Yeah, you learn, quarter. like, their idiosyncrasies and... and yeah, but you do that with roommates too. It's the same thing. Nah. Living with a I couldn't a partner it. or whatever. Nah, I couldn't handle it. I can barely put up with Bree. It's, <laughs> that's a lie. I love putting up with Bree. You love it when I make the bathroom a sauna. Yeah, sauna. Not at all. What's worse is so she'll come out of the bathroom and it's already like fucking ninety degrees, and it's like another twenty degrees just wafts in from the bathroom because. Middle of summer, there's still a space heater on and the air conditioning vent closed. We're covered up. <laughs> wow. I, keep an old towel. I keep an old towel in there and I just cover the air the conditioning vent. vent. I love getting out of the shower when the air conditioning oh, is blowing. Oh, I hate it. Oh, awesome. God, it's awful. It's it's so, you, and you take a nice hot shower so that when you get out, it's like, oh. No, you got to take horrid. cooler showers in the summer. It's horrid. Do, yeah. do the Absolutely colder shower to wake you up no. more. It's, it's no. awesome. No. It's cool. So we went to the bees game. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's fucking bad. Idea. The vegetable run was fun. <laughs> so I kept reading that sentence over and over and over again. This is the thing. If if baseball was so entertaining, why the fuck do they have all these ancillary things? <laughs> the vegetable to, run to keep you entertained. Until the corn bit it and took out the tomato. Yeah, the that was so funny. I kept reading that sentence, tomato. and Cassidy's like, "Why do you keep reading that?" I like, "I find it hilarious." It hilarious. It's not that funny though. It was it wasn't really. No, it wasn't. It's was funny to watch. Maybe you have to be our age. Jerry. So, how much of the actual game did you watch? Because I know there are baseball fans out there. Uh, I don't know who the, they are. Like we stayed for the whole thing, but it was ten to five, so top of the ninth, and then they they called it, so they didn't they didn't play the full what? ninth. They don't ever play the full ninth if the winning team is at the yeah. back end of it. So unless it's a tie, so it, it actually went relatively quick. Baseball games go into ties. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. if it's a tie, then they, then they keep... They will fucking go, like, 27 innings. Yeah, so baseball two. games don't tie. They have, they have, no, no, no. If they when have you hit fucking the ninth, progressed into the next <gasps> day. When you hit the ninth, so, so, so real quick, just to, just to bring that up. So my, my parents and my sister went to San Francisco last year to go to, to one of the baseball games there, and that happened. They went until, like, 3.30 in the morning 
Yeah, that was like 15, 16 yeah, innings. No. So part of why baseball players make so much money, uh, one, the TV contracts are just huge, but also the stadiums, like even if they're only a third of the way full, they have a fucking captive audience for like three to five hours You're a captive. You can get up and leave whenever you want. You're right, but if you're there, the only things that you can do is go drink more beer or eat shitty food, and so they make so goddamn much money off of concessions. Actually, like the bees parks. have some pretty decent So the beers. guy behind me is speaking of beer. The guy behind me, he's coming to sit down with his beer. He, I don't know what he's doing, but he goes to set it down, I'm guessing, in the cup holder. Clink! You hear it do the clink. Right down in between the seats. He hadn't even had a single sip. That's like fucking $10. That's 10 bucks down the drain. So yeah. he's like, Shh. he gets up and goes and gets another one. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, what else are you going to do? You got to get drunk if you're going to be at a baseball game. I don't know how it's the, bearable otherwise. It was, the, the one thing, though, it was so freaking hot. Oh, yeah. Until the sun kind of went down behind the stadium. So that was like, what, the 15th inning? That was... It was it was it was a good forty five minutes into the game before the sun was down enough that we weren't cooking. Did, it, did they have fireworks? No. When we go to RSL games, the sun is up usually the first, first the whole first half, half if it, if it's an eight o'clock game. So I I don't know. I just the the thing that I always remember from baseball games, whether it's the bees or it's an actual pro team like a Bender Rockies games and a few other pro team games, is if you look around. No one's watching the goddamn game. Everybody's chatting. Literally no one watches the game. They just all talk. And like maybe once in a blue moon they'll look up for they hear a specific crack. player. Or they hear the yeah, the crack of the bat hitting a ball and then they look up. But like if you just watch, like no <laughs> one's watching the game. Not And a I would person. rather sit in more comfortable seats oh, and, and a more better <laughs> What was he doing? Cooking the vegetables that fell? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not, no, no. The Tyrell that owns Bar X, the guy from Modern Family. Yeah, he's also a celebrity he's a chef. chef. Oh, I didn't know he was a celebrity chef as well. Yeah, no, he has he has a box. So. Yeah, so did he did he cook the corn and the tomato into some kind of weird succotash? We were far away from the boxes, but we saw him when we were coming in, and then we saw him up at his box. So that was cool. I guess yeah. <laughs> you, went to, you went to a rodeo too, right? Oh yeah, I went to a rodeo. That's right, I went to and the, a carnival. Well, the carnival was part of the rodeo. The Ute Stampede down in Utah County. It Did you go on that ride that you took a picture of? I love that rodeo. That was, I didn't go on the rides because the stupid tickets are way too expensive. So I just let the kids. You didn't get the unlimited bracelet? No, it's like, it's like 40 bucks. Are you fucking kidding me? No, at a stupid carnival. You're like, fucking Lagoon's only $20 more, you bitches. I, I know. <laughs> and that's, they got more rides and they're better and they're less likely to kill me. Yeah. I mean, I say less likely. They've had those rides are so damn rickety. They've though. clearly had incidents at Lagoon. <laughs> Do you remember when the was it the Rolo plane? Like the fucking car fell off of it, and those people dropped like twenty feet into the ground. Yeah. Well, and then the person who this wasn't exactly the ride's fault, but on the roller coaster stood up as it went up over the peak and fell out. Well, it is the ride's fault because the ride should have been locked down. Why it's, weren't they? Why wasn't that person locked down? It's the old wooden one, the old wooden roller yeah, coaster. Yeah, I know, but they, they, they still have thing. a lab belt that like closes down. I, that on is it. my favorite roller coaster I've ever been on. Still, it's just the white roller it. coaster. I love it. It's the real deal. It's old. It's wood. It's, it's old, like a real it's wood. Old timey. All fucking completely just uh, kinetic energy, like pushing you down after that first climb. It's great, and there's no loops or anything. It's no, just, just a I up, like down, loops. up, down. Yeah. The Colossus. <laughs> I like Colossus. I, we do need to go to, Lagoon. maybe we'll go to Date Night Lagoon sometime. Yeah, because I want to go, well, there's like two new, two or three new rides that we haven't been on. Cause there's it's the slingshotty so thing. Well, yeah, but that's been there for a while, but you have to pay extra to go. Yeah, on. and then the Cannibal. 
We haven't yeah, been on that. We haven't been on that one. And some other something. Some little kids ride, probably. I don't know. No, oh, there's another new big one, I think, that we haven't been on yet. It's all the same. But just you and I should go for like a date night, like on a Wednesday night. Uh, no. Just pick her up from work. Is it from work? That's what I'm saying. There? It's like five then minutes do, from your uh, office. Then a Friday, because why would you go on a... Because Friday's busy. Do they why still have? Why would you go on a Wednesday at five o'clock, and then they have to go to work the next? No. Do they still have where you take the Coke can and get the five dollars off I think or so. whatever? I think so. Which is really they still helpful. have Catholic Day. Yeah, you could go for that. Yeah, when is that? Because there ain't that many. I don't know because I don't, don't you have your Catholic card anymore. No. Yeah. You go get a take it passes it's out. It's like the Mor- It's like the Mormon card. Yeah, the Catholic card. They just, show, <laughs> just show them your underwear. Mine's expired. Your Catholic card's expired? Mm-hmm. I like it. So, Brie, Brie uh, always says your religion showing when you can see undergarments. Not undergarments. Garments. Yeah, they're undergarments. No. They're worn underclothes. Right, but they're garments, not undergarments. They don't because wear I wear undergarments. Garments. They, they just wear No, garments. but women wear bras and the top. Or sometimes because they the wear panties. Like a t-shirt, right? And sometimes they wear panties and the bottoms. What's Are the bottoms like boxer shorts for girls? Too? Yeah, they're like the tight kind. I have no idea. It's weird. Like the whole <laughs> holy garment thing is weird to me. I don't get it. I just wear underwear. And what happens <laughs> What happens if you get shit stains on them? Is that, it's probably sacrilegious. I don't know. <laughs> but how do you control that? Like, if you hold in your farts, you'll explode. Is that... <laughs> So let's talk about events. <laughs> All right. Nice segue. <laughs> Would you like my book to do them? <laughs> Jess is like, I'm out. Basically. I'm out of this shit. You're talking about shit stains on holy garments. I, we can't do this anymore. Uh, no, I don't really care, actually. Um, She's had that experience. <laughs> I actually have never owned a pair, so it would be completely impossible. <laughs> no, of holy garments. Oh, okay. Just making sure. Yeah, I used to. Be, I know you own a pair of underwear because you wore them with Stuart. I used to. <laughs> no, those are just costume. Those go used, in the garbage. When I used done. to purchase them for Dawn, but then they made you have to have your temple recommend to purchase them. Cause why? Because people were wanting them. I guess I don't know. You gotta make porno with them. <laughs> that is a thing, actually. It's weird. I don't understand it. It is a thing. I know it's a thing, but it doesn't mean it's not <laughs> weird. You know what else is a thing? Fucking people getting off to balloons popping, but I still think that's weird and don't understand There's the it. people that get in the big balloons. That's a thing, too. Thank God for the internet, right? Because now whatever <laughs> fucking fetish you have, you have an outlet. <sighs> I wonder if that's increased or decreased, like, child molestation and fucking crazy sexual aggression and attacks. Because now these people have an outlet to, like, go see... Well, now now they have the conventions, the pony conventions and stuff. The bronies. But I don't think there's any... The bronies isn't a sexual no, thing. No, the people dude. that dress up like the horses. Yeah, that's not a sexual thing. They're just huge fans of the my little ponies. No, I don't know. Yeah. No, I'm not... Bronies? We're, we're not talking a furry festival, dude, where people... It's not a... Yeah, like having sex in mascot uniforms. <laughs> so, speaking of events, Jess... <laughs> Are you sure you're ready? Yeah. Well, I mean, I would like to get off this topic, so yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, you should start with your birthday this week. Yay. That's not an event. It is an event. Let me tell you the event that surrounds my birthday. 
it don't fucking work. That's the event. That's the See? only thing. Perfect. Um, so this weekend, the 21st, uh, we talked about the Wasatch Wildflower Fest last week up at Brighton. You can go on anywhere from a 45-minute to a three-hour hike with trained flower guides. The last hike leaves at one, and it's free. But please, if you go, donate, because that's how they function. Um, on Then we're going into the 24th next Tuesday. So, yes, pie and beer day. Um, if you can make it down to the beer bar and you're 21 and over from 2 to 6, they will have 21 local brews, 21 local bakeries and restaurants uh, delivering 5,000 slices of pie. Um, there are events all I over the state. I stepped out of the room. At beer bar. The beer bar. That's a lot of goddamn pizza. It's not pizza, by the way. Damn it. It's real pie. Are they going to have mince meat pies, like like no. savory pies, like pot pies, or just sweet pies? I wish I had an answer for you, but it didn't say. Like Colorado kind of pot pies? Do you know what my favorite kind of pie is? Banana Bre- cream. Brie, do you know what my favorite kind of pie is? It's meringue. It's I think it's, it's coconut cream, but with meringue on the top, not cream. Yep. Absolutely. She's spot on. I couldn't on. think of, I wanted to say coconut meringue, but that I sounded weird. I love me weird. a good cherry pie as well. And then actually my favorite, it's not even really a fucking pie, but it's got pie in the name. It's Boston cream pie. Oh yeah. Boston. It's not from Boston. There's no cream in it. And it's not a pie. No, there's cream in it. Yep. There's absolutely there's cream custard, in Boston cream. It's, it's custard. Cake, oh, it's custard, it's, not cream. Yeah, but it's cake. But and it's, it's yellow then cake. And it's got a chocolate ganache. It's, oh my God. If I, okay. So speaking of, <laughs> sorry, I, I'm going to go on a tangent here. So KFC used to have the little parfait buckets. Oh yeah. You remember those? Oh, yeah. Like, and they, and they do them in the little baseball. And they had a Boston cream pie one. Mm. They didn't do them in a little baseball thing. Hats, the little baseball, upside down baseball hats, like a long time ago. Uh, I don't, I don't remember. It's probably that. a promotional thing. Maybe yeah. it was. They but probably didn't do it in green. I either. don't think they, I don't think they do them anymore. I don't know. Um, but those were the best. Like the Boston cream pie one was my favorite thing in the whole. Well, since A and W merged with them, they changed a lot of things. Yeah. But well, they, it's not just A and W though. Like Pizza Hut, KFC, they're all part of Yum. Yeah. Yum. What a great corporation name. Anyway, so I just wanted to go off on that tangent. I haven't had a Boston cream pie in forever, and the only place I know that I can still get one reliably is Marie Callender's, and there's only, like, one of those left in the world, so. <laughs> they they started making TV dinners, and they're like, fuck the restaurant business. Probably made a lot more money. <laughs> Probably. A lot less overhead. That's for damn sure. Next to nothing. I worked for Marie Callender's. Yeah, their food was always okay. It was like cheesecake factory esque. No, they're they're not. They make them there. At each location, and they still they still do that. You can still they really are just Thanksgivings and stuff. And and they do still have pie of the month, which is a cheaper pie. And then they used to have the the like all pies were five dollars. I don't think they do that shit anymore. When they make a boxed lunch, they put it in a pie box. And you get a piece of pie, and so it looks like everybody's getting their very own pie, but it's just a pie box. It's bullshit. <laughs> Goddamn motherfuckers. I got Marie Callender's pie tins up in my, uh, I use them for uh, dredging stations, actually. They're really good for that. Anyway, sorry, Jess, didn't mean to interrupt your pie and yes, beer you day. Did. I did, but I wanted to talk about pie. So pie and beer day. Talk about you and me. It's Pioneer Day, for those of you that don't know. <laughs> talk is, about uh, pie and Yeah, there's tons going on. So if you actually get the day off, and you're fortunate enough... Uh, good for you, and I hope you have fun. Um, tickets go on sale. You work for a Utah um, company. That's the case. This last um, 
Monday, the 16th, for the Fringe Festival, which is relevant because we have the founder on today. And so um, you can go to their website, greatsaltlakefringe.org, and get tickets to all the different events. Uh, next week is the investigation that I talked about. There are still some spots available, not many. Um, make, sure, the, make sure when you go, you bring your cool iPhone apps. No, don't. Actually, <laughs> we, we actually decided to put a moratorium on them at our meeting on Saturday. Is it an overnight so, event or just until like 1? It's, it's, it's 3 in the afternoon until until one. 5 in the afternoon. No, it goes from, <laughs> it, goes, it starts, registration starts at 1. And uh, I pulled 3 in the afternoon out of my ass. I didn't realize it was really that close. <laughs> yep. And then uh, there's dinner and they have the speaker and then Where, everybody. Where's, where's dinner? Peppermill? No, it's actually being catered. So oh, that's awesome. By the Montego Bay? No. No, it's a local company. Subway? So, no. Subway. It's I can't remember. How about, how about the Burger King? I ate the, I ate at the Burger King. It's a King giant sandwich. That's usually my uh, breakfast on the way out of stop at the Burger King before I leave. The BKs. Anyways, uh, so it's $50. You have access to the Anole Gay Hangar, which is ginormous. Uh, the firehouse, the barracks, mess hall, hospital, and nurses' quarter. Um, unfortunately, it's too late to sign up for VIP because you get into the, um, like this lounge, like the service lounge. Um, that's where the murders happened. Probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, also next week, not, not next weekend. Really, like, the last week of the month is the 20th anniversary of Harry Potter. And our friends at Wizarding Days are throwing two parties. You can either go to the one at Southtown um, or you can go to Hatch Family Chocolates. They're probably both going to be awesome, but I'd probably choose that Family Chocolate ones. Yeah. So, um, also, the 29th is uh, Beehive Cigars, who we've had on our show before, is doing an event with a company from Nicaragua called My Father's Cigar, and that goes from 2 to 6. And then the 27th, is, Nick Passy is doing a show down in Provo at ABG's, and I believe his birthday is the next day, so you should go and buy him a drink for his birthday. But wait until after his set. <laughs> no, you can buy it. I'm sure you could probably buy it before, so that's all. Uh, there's eight. Oh, Olio announced another wine oh, so yeah. far class, but they only have eight spots left, and they only announced it like a couple hours ago. So, yeah. probably so, so uh, maybe when you're hearing it, you can get it if you can really s- fast, or at least sign up for like get on their website, follow them, so that you can do they do be aware of list? future. Like, I'm not sure. I signed up for a waiting list for Green Thread Herbs. Did a like a summer cooling herb class last week but i didn't make the wait list so, so what i would recommend is if you don't get into the class and you really want to do it if you just message jarek and den jarek and den jarek and den derek and jen on facebook um they're actually really responsive on facebook and they'll they'll typically uh get you information on when you can join and if you have a big enough group like they'll do a class for you yeah so. like if you want to do it like it's a, it's really fun like if you have a group of like eight to ten other people that you want to do that with, they'll set something up with you. They're totally okay with that. It's fun. It's cool. It is fun. I thought it was going to be kind I of... I really want to go to one of the classes, but this one is like right right after we get back? Yeah, I don't know. Or right before we leave? Right before you leave. It's on the 5th. I, okay. Yeah. I, uh, I don't remember I, which one. I really kind of thought it was going to be kind of dumb, but I had a lot of fun. It's fun. Surprisingly. So. And I've been using the soap, and that's the soap that I gave 
Jay on our last podcast. I haven't talked to Jay to find out if he likes it or not. I actually, I, I was talking to him after that, and then I haven't talked to him this week, and I forgot to ask him. I should ask him. Well, um, so that's it, right, Jess? No more events? You're done with those things? I'm done. Well, I guess we can do a little bit of news because we've been slacking. Uh, we didn't do really much last week because uh, Jay was so talkative, which was good. Um, but there's some stuff that's happened. So um, we we talked about this before a couple times. So the date is, is it here now or is it approaching? Um, so there's a whole bunch of businesses in Utah that have uh, a liquor license that was assigned as essentially a private club or a... Uh, a dinner club and they did away with those licenses and so now a lot of businesses have to become less ambiguous um, and declare whether they want a restaurant license or a bar license um, and this was done by the utah beer blog by yeah. the way this list yeah so and, and this is just a list of what each of the different places in salt lake uh or in in utah i guess that that had to make a decision i like his little opening he says thanks to the infinite wisdom of our religious overlords (laughs) well i mean so the thing to keep in mind so there's different laws in terms of amounts of alcohol you can sell and when you can sell the alcohol and who can be in the establishment so if you're licensed as a bar kids are not allowed in the establishment at all uh and you can serve whatever the fuck you want basically you don't have to have food um, I think you have to have like a snack available, which could mean you have to sell pretzels or chips behind the bar, essentially. Um, but ultimately, you don't have to serve food if you have a bar license. Uh, you also don't have a cap on uh, the percentage of your sales that can come from liquor. Whereas if you are a restaurant, there is a, per- a cap on percentage of sales. It has to be within a certain range. Uh, it can be liquor sales, uh, but you can allow children in. Um, there's different rules in terms of preparation and stuff like that. Um, and you have to, you cannot serve people alcohol that don't have an intent to buy food. Thank God they don't actually have to fucking order food before you can serve them a drink anymore. Um, so it makes a big difference what, what you declare as. If you are a bar, you have to display a sign that says you're a bar. You don't have to display a sign I'm if a you're bar. a restaurant. Um, so just a, a few things. So um, uh, Two Row Brewing Company was always a bar. I don't know. There's no change. I don't know what they were. I wish I would have said that. Um, but there's a, a Fisher Brewing Company. What you should just bar. do is really quickly say all of these are restaurants and all of these are bars. Okay, sure. So the restaurants are the Bohemian, Bonneville Brewing, Desert Edge Brewing, or Desert Edge Brew Pub, uh, Epics Brewing at uh, Dulce Cecilia. Where the fuck is that? I don't know. I don't know. That's a restaurant. Hoppers, Moab Brewery, um, Red, Red Rock. Rock squatters i know roosters both of them yeah both the roosters salt flats brewing company um strap strap tank tank, uh the hop and keg vernal brewing company wasatch brew pub and zion canyon brewery well and it looks like avenues proper has a restaurant and then they have public house which is a bar yeah, so that's proper brewing, basically. Yeah. Right? Isn't that what that is? Um, so then the bars are going to be Epic Brewing Company has a bar, Fisher Beer, uh, Grog's Pinnacle Brewing Company. Um, oh, that's no What's change. What's Keto's? Keto's Brewing Company. I didn't know that existed. That's probably mm-hmm. relatively new. Park City Brewery, Proper Brewing Company. Roja is a bar. Uh, Talisman's going to be a bar, I know. Salt Fire uh, and Shade. Hmm. Uh... 
Toasted, Toasted Barrel. Barrel. You went to a brewery and the Brewers Co-op are all bars. And High West. And High West Distillery is a bar. So, um, I don't know if anyone really gives a shit, uh, but just so you know, the ones that we called bars are, if you want to go out to the, the Utah Beer blog, um, any, any of those labeled as bars you can't take kids to. They just don't, they can't go in. Except for now at Mount West Cider, they have the garden and it's outside and sometimes they do all ages events outside. So yeah, it's an event space, but it's not licensed as a restaurant or anything. So they can't right? serve anything out there, right? No, they can. They can. Yeah. Oh. It's a, it's a private event. Space. I think they do it as an event and not as a, like so they, a have, they have a special thing. license for it. Yeah. So they have an event hmm. license. So when, when you have like different things like a an auction or something like that, you get you have to have a separate license. Gotcha. So a few things uh, with nature have been going on. Uh, so we talked about all the fires that we've had, but we've also had massive. There's a new one in Duchesne. I know. That's fucking crazy. Uh, but we've also had flash flooding down south. That's one of the things that Utah is capable of doing, especially Not in the Not had having. Yeah, there was more storms today. So this time of year is actually the time that it happens most because it's monsoon season. It's a little early. It's usually later in July uh, and, and August into September that we have monsoonal moisture hit. Um, but... With the slot canyons and stuff, part of how they're formed is because of crazy flash flooding. Um, and it, so it blows my mind to watch them where all the logs come from. Yeah, where, where <laughs> the fucking trees come from that are in these and like the crazy mud flows. And it's not flash flooding like like in Vegas, flash it flash floods in Vegas too, which is why they have all the crazy storm canals. If you've ever noticed them driving around, yeah, and two, two or three years ago, it like flooded me like down oh, yeah. the strip. Well, and part of the problem is like in Vegas, they have a bunch of uh, homeless people that live yeah, in those in the, canals in the runoffs and in the in the pipes and stuff and they have to clear them out because if they have a flood like this time of year they'll kill it'll kill all those people um but anyway so zion's park has been really fucked up uh some of the pictures that are out there like the saint george this is from the saint george news they're uh little local news site um but they've got a crazy picture of some of the rock fall that has occurred in zion's park and completely shut down a lot of the roads that's kind of cool looking in a in that a sad a, way because like the rock came down and like it's broken and it, like, it is broke just the, road and, the road and you're looking at these giant things the caterpillar coming towards break. it there's no end earth that's gonna move no i mean it looks like the size of a house yeah the, the <laughs> fucking cat the caterpillar which is a huge i mean it's this huge bulldozer and it looks like a Toy. Maybe an eighth of the size of the fucking boulders that it's it's like next to. So, and the um, mud. It looks like the picture looks like snow. It looks like there's yeah yeah, and it's mud. it's mud. Yeah, it's mud and silt. So, um, Zion's got pretty fucked up by this. Uh, so much that it clo- that parts of it still closed. Most yeah. of it is. They're closed. thinking most it's going to stay closed the rest of the season by the time they get it cleaned up. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. Um, but that's uh, that's the world we live in, folks. That's Mother Nature. Uh, face uh, we can be thankful that i don't think any communities have been fucked by the flooding yet um, but it does happen some damage yeah but- there has been some but not like like a couple a couple years ago when it was really really bad and every time i see the name springdale all i can think of is polygamists because <laughs> that's polygam- polygamist land hardcore down there so if you want to like actually come to Utah and see polygamists, go down to Southern Utah around St. George and Zion and you go into like Hilldale and spring. If basically if the name of the town ends in Dale, Dale. <laughs> it's probably a polygamous town <laughs> with a lot of, a lot of sister wives. Um, 
So the Brian had fire. Uh, we've talked about that uh, and kind of compared like the the what the hell's the name of the dollar the dollar trail fire the dollar yeah, dollar the dollar no. dollar trail fire dollar, dollar tree? ridge dollar ridge fire <laughs> dollar ridge um, and compared it in size to the Brian had fire that was last year. Well, remember last year the dude that started the Brian had fire fucking did weed burning and he was told not to and did it anyway and that's what started the brian head fire well now he's on trial um as he should be he should fucking go to jail for a while um but he's asking for a move of his case i don't blame him i don't think he's gonna get a fair trial down in iron county at all uh which is which is where brian head is it's iron county right that's uh, cedar so. city and stuff yeah, I think so. um and uh, yeah Everyone there hates him is what he said. And he's absolutely right because he fucked up a lot of shit by starting that fire. Uh, and he was told not to. That's that's the thing. He was specifically told not to do what he did and did it anyway and destroyed a bunch of people's stuff. Over a dozen uh, homes. Yeah. Homes. Not not second homes. Not no. cabins. Homes. Yeah, his was a, a vacation property, but he actually ruined people's, like, where they live every single day of their lives. Yeah, so, and, and the truth is, he probably won't get a fair trial down there. They really do need to move his trial probably up to Salt Lake County. Well, they're saying it was over $30 million to fight it, and over 1,500 people were evacuated during the fire. So, yeah, they're not happy. Well, yeah, they they were staying in the SUU dorms for that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Uh, and so, I think he should probably serve jail time. I don't think there's any question that he started it. Um, but, you know, obviously, he's, he's entitled to a fair defense, and he's not going to get that down there. So, um I, they definitely need to move the trial. So, just my opinion. Um, some other folks' opinion. Apparently, his attorney's opinion. Um, but I think it's worth worth saying that he deserves that right to a, a fair least, trial. Yeah, right. I mean, they'll find him guilty, but he should at least have a <laughs> <Yeah>. fair <laughs> trial. <laughs> Evidence is stacked against him. Really, what it comes down to, I think, is sentencing. Yeah. And, and what sentencing becomes. How from, much? How long? Yeah. Yeah, like he's, I mean, he's fucked his life up probably pretty hardcore here. Um, and speaking of burning public land, uh, Mike Lee, <laughs> he's proposed a bill to uh, change the Antiquities Act in Utah, um, basically limiting the ability of future presidents being able to designate um, uh, monuments yeah. and parks with the Antiquities Act in the state of Utah. Now, to be fair... Utah would not be the first state that has done this. Alaska and Wyoming have both already done this, um, limiting the, the power of the federal government to declare their land uh, as national parks and monuments. However, um, the reason the federal government has that power, the reason the Antiquities Act was created, was because states don't know how to fucking take care of natural resources. The, the federal government decided back in the early 1900s that, hey, we need a way as, as a, as a country. Yeah, as a country, in 1906, we decided, you know what, we need a way to be able to declare areas of this country safe from natural resource gathering from people moving in and living uh, and destroying, basically. And so they created the Antiquities Act. Um, obviously, Utah, because of how much rural space we have and how many open areas we have, is, is a big target. That's why you see states like Wyoming and Alaska that are sparsely populated, that have tons of beautiful natural resources and, and beautiful land, um, trying to make moves to stop the government from doing that stuff because that is how we make some of the money that we have in Utah is, is off the backs of, of natural resources. Um, but absolutely, I think it's bullshit and hopefully it won't pass. 
Um, if it does pass, if he manages to get it through the House and the Senate, which is not likely, um, then um, I don't know whose who's, uh, back he'll be scratching, but I'm sure Trump would sign it because he's a piece of shit. Um, as, long as, as long as Vladimir Putin was okay with it. We got to ask the Poot. Yeah. I mean, you go sit and talk to the Poot for two hours and then you can... So here in Utah, they have a direct line to the, to the Mormon prophet, but... At the White House, it's, it's direct, it's direct to, line to the Poot. It's, yeah, it's direct to the Poot. And it's, you can't call the Poot. The Poot calls you, right? That's right. So <laughs> you, don't get to, you don't get to pick up the phone and be like, hey, uh, hey, Pooty. Um, <laughs> hey, Poot Man. And he doesn't get to call him Pooty either. He has to call him Mr. Putin. Like, that's the only way that Trump's allowed to respond to him. He doesn't get to call him Vlad or Pooty Poot. Uh, it is Mr. Putin. V-Man. Yeah. Um, Sir Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Uh, Vladimir the Great, maybe. It's probably. Vladimir Taylor. Okay, did you guys actually, did you fucking see the stuff that he said, the comments that did he you made? watch his interview? I didn't watch the interview. You need but to I, watch so, it. So, right, so, right, like, we, didn't, we haven't talked about this, and it's national, so we don't really talk about a lot of national stuff, but I'm going to bring it up because we're talking about it. Because um, it's... Especially since at least all of our senators insane. denounced, like, yeah, what all he of, said. All of our representatives have actually... Utah, the fucking reddest state in the country, I swear to God, like, the president could come literally shit on everyone's front porch, and they would still fucking vote for the dumbass, um, just because he's got an R after his name. Um, but so he goes to Russia. So this, so Friday, take a step back Friday. Um, the, the special counsel, uh, Mueller indicts 12 Russians that are, um, basically tied to hacking democratic servers and emails and interfering with our election process for the 2016 presidential election, right? Massive indictments come out. Uh, and, Probably nothing ever going to happen because they're Russians. They live in Russia. They're not here stateside. Um, but if they ever show up on our soil, we'll fucking take them into custody and they'll they'll go to trial. So the Intelligence Committee has all agreed, yep, there's absolutely no doubt that Russia meddled in our, our elections. They're okay with these indictments from the special counsel. Um, you know, five fucking people in the Trump campaign have been indicted at this point. So Trump has this trip to Russia. No one really knows what the fuck he's doing. On the back of this trip, you know, right before this, he's visiting the UK. He's talking shit on UK, the EU, NATO. He's trying, he's just basically shitting all over our allies. Uh, he goes and meets with Putin, comes out and in the press conference with Putin says, uh, you know, uh, I, I, our intelligence community is smart, but they got this one wrong. Russia didn't do anything. I talked to Vladimir Talk to Mr. Putin. The V-Man. Uh, yeah, I talked to Pootie Poot, and uh, he said they didn't do it. I believe him. I don't believe any of the fucking people I put into power. I don't believe our intelligence community. I don't believe the Senate Foreign Relations or the Senate Intelligence Committee. Uh, I believe this piece of shit that's basically a dictator. Uh, that's my buddy that has a tape of, you know, hookers peeing on me in a bed. So, I don't know if that... That's really true, but uh, there's there's clearly some weird fucking allegiance there, uh, and it's it, it it's insane. It's really really scary uh, to see that come out of uh, the the one good thing is perhaps this will give uh, Republicans that this is the first time that pretty much as a whole Republicans in Congress have said you're fucking insane, you're wrong. You, you cannot say what you said, and that is incorrect. Uh, and there's varying degrees of um, 
senators and, and congressmen and women uh, saying that from Democrats saying it's treasonous to uh, some Republican Congress people saying, well, you know, it seems evident that Russia had something to do with meddling in the election, varying degrees along that scale. Um, but it's the first time they've all pretty much all agreed that he's wrong. So and publicly said it. Uh, which is a big deal. Even Fox News, <laughs> even Fox News is like, yeah, he's he's uh, he's crazy. Russia absolutely interfered. Because at this point, how do you fucking deny it? There's well, so much evidence. Well, you're proving say no. I didn't do that. Look, you want to see me shirtless on a horse? Because I did not <laughs> meddle in the elections. So anyway, sorry to go off on that tangent. I know it's not related to Utah, uh, really, but I I, I think it. It is important. Well, I, I guess it kind of is in the fact that this really is a red state and it really is Trump supporters. And it, it's finally getting to the point where some of the people who who were still supporting him, but kind of on the on the periphery yeah. have finally said, OK, I, I can't do this anymore. Mitt Romney fucking lit into it. I too. just I need them to say we made a mistake and now our country's paying for it. And, and nobody's ever going to say that. But that's. Like, to make me feel better, that's really what I would need. So, uh, speaking of mistakes related to the president, um, so we had a couple dozen protesters chain themselves inside of a a Utah office um, of an ice contractor this last week. I thought Um, it was just outside the doors. Yeah, it wasn't inside the office, so it was outside. You said inside. Well, I... Stop lying. You know what? I'll say whatever I want. That's the that's liar the McLiar face. That, you know what? It's fine. The president lies and gets away with it. I can do the same thing. So I can do whatever I want. As well, well, you are so, a white guy. So you should explain ice so people don't yeah, think so that I like ice tasty freeze. Well, if you don't know what ice is, you're an idiot. Um, and I'm sorry if I offended you, but I'm not really. ICE is the uh, U.S. Immigrations and Customs Enforcement Office. Um, relatively new agency. Um, basically, they are in charge of deporting people. Uh, they're generally douchebags uh, that work for ICE. They don't feel bad about being pieces of shit. They're the ones that are separating um, the babies from, the, from their parents. Yes, yeah, so this is the organization that is... And that's where this protest came from. So the group that was protested uh, is a for-profit um, prison center essentially so they're a for-profit detention center which is a whole nother thing that we could get into uh if if we want to talk about problems with this country um but uh several dozen a couple dozen people protested the problem is you have a right to protest in this country you do not have a right to do it on private property and they did it on private property um they were asked to leave uh most of them yeah pacera was one of them that did not leave and they were arrested as they should have been but that is that is civil disobedience at its finest. So it's how you get things done. It's how you create a story, uh, how you shine light on this group that's probably otherwise somewhat monotonous uh, in the state. Um, and so it is uh, Management and Training Corp is the name of the business. Um, just, just so everyone's kind not of to be confused with the Provo MTC, <laughs> the, the, the missionary <laughs> training center. Yeah, no, that you could confuse them. That's or fine. Ice House. If today. you wanna, if you wanna protest uh, MTC, you can. 
Um, no. <laughs> um, so yeah, so some some folks got arrested. Uh, most of them were arrested for uh, trespassing. Sarah, we love you. Uh, trespassing and resisting arrest because they said they wouldn't move, uh, and interfering with an investigation, that kind of stuff. Who knows what the actual charges will end up being? Um, a lot of times in those cases, they they arrest them, they take them to jail, they book them, and then they don't ever charge them or they write them a misdemeanor ticket. But um, We'll see what happens with those people, but uh, it is interesting to see that sort of stuff finally happening. The last time we had a lot of that stuff happening, those kinds of protests, was was back in the fifties, um, and and uh, the civil rights movement. And I think it's good to start seeing that stuff again because I, I think we're at a we're at a breaking point uh, in the country. So, uh, let's see. Um, so I, I guess we'll talk about the March for Our Lives thing because we think get it to rolls talk about into it. it. We get to talk about it last uh, last week when it actually happened. So basically, the Utah Gun Exchange and the March for Our Lives folks um, have been having some tension. Um, so March for Our Lives is the movement that came out of the shooting at Marjorie Stillman Douglas High in Florida. Um, there was going to be a big event uh, at uh, Jordan Commons, um, and the Larry H. Miller group said, uh, yeah, that's not happening anymore. So they moved it across the street to the Southtown Expo Center or whatever the Mountain America Credit Union yeah. uh, fucking I wouldn't even call it across the street. I mean, I know it does cross the street, but it's... It's right next door. Yeah. But um, it sounds like they probably got threats, credible threats uh, uh, on the theater if they let the event happen. I can kind of so, see where they have pe- like patrons coming in and out where they wouldn't want to engage them where like the Southtown Center... You know, it's it's made for events, and you can have them. But I, I will say this: uh, I think uh, Larry H. Miller Group for denying that um, after they had already said it. That's a right. shitty thing. They should have thought about it the, you, before. You, you work on stepping up police presence in the area based on credible threats um, and and what's going on, but you don't fucking pull out on an event like that. It's it's lame. And it didn't ever even end up being a protest. They had a panel. There was over a thousand people that were there. Yeah, it was like a the big discussion. The kids sat at the front. Yeah. So, and it was one of the guys from Parkland, right? Or Marguerite. I think it was a couple. Yeah. yeah it was the that kid that you see all the time. David? No. What's his name? It was the paid actor. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I, I think it's kind of shitty. Uh, I'm glad to say that uh, I don't patronize that theater. Um, even though it's local, uh, mostly because of shit like that that happens. Um, it's not the first time, won't be the last time. Remember when they wouldn't show Brokeback Mountain? Yep. So I didn't live in Utah at that time, but... I, I, I make a choice to not go to that theater most of the time, uh, and I go to a different theater um, that's not necessarily a local company, but uh, it's not a local company I want to patronize, so... Uh, okay, so this is kind of a cool story. Primary Children's Hospital... Uh, is going to start handing out these lanyards that basically say, baby's in the car. Hey, don't forget, you, you've you got your baby in your car, dumbass. They're really cool bright yellow lanyards, and on the end of them is a hot, searing hot uh, metal buckle. Well, it goes into the, <laughs> the goes into baby's the car, seat. car seat, so you plug it in when the baby's not in there. So and when then... you take the baby out and you unbuckle the baby, you buckle in your lanyard and take it off your neck so you don't forget, because... Oh, look, I think it's a cool idea. I, I feel like there's still so many missteps in this. Well, I, I feel <laughs> like... People are stupid. I feel like you're not forgetting that there's a baby in the car. I think you're just a shitty parent. No, it, it's true. Like, if you read this, there have been times where I've, 
you know, you're, you're thinking about other things. You get distracted. Something knocks you out of your norm and you go about a different routine. And if your baby falls asleep in the car and you are knocked out of that routine, I can but, see. Now, it's not going to stop the dumbasses that think that it's okay to just go into the store real quick, but it is going to, it, it is going to be helpful for new parents, tired parents, grandparents who aren't used to having their kids I, around. I do like want to throw this out out there because it is something we're talking about. It's something they're doing. I understand it's something that's preventable, but there's a lot of effort being put into something that has only killed 12 children since 1996 in the state of Utah. I don't think it's a lot of effort. It's just a thing. I mean, they got a grant, I'm sure, to create these things and to hand them out. Yeah, but don't you remember, uh, what was it, like a month or so ago, we talked about the kids that are working on the Kickstarter for the same thing, but it's more of a like a tracker yeah. that reminds you. I think I, that would be much more of your phone beeps or something than a yeah. you forget that you have something around your neck. Well, like, I, I, so, I, what it's meant to do is that if you walk into a grocery store and you have a big bright yellow lanyard around your neck that says my baby's in my car, someone might stop you're you supposed and say, to tell people like if you see somebody, hey, you're supposed jackass, to say, there's a baby in your car. And I'd be like, yeah, I know. Funny. <laughs> people, people don't though. People go have, about their own business. I think that anything. I would. I think that I would. I have a dog in the car too. You want to bitch at me about that? <laughs> So I fucking set some cookies up on the dashboard so I could have a nice hot cookie when I get back to the car, too. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm, look, I'm not saying That's it's not a good, a good idea. idea. I don't, Let's all get go stick cookies in our cars. I don't want to be a heartless motherfucker, and, and I'm <laughs> not saying it's not a good idea. I just, when you see that number, I'm like, there's really a lot more things that we could worry about. Like, the Brian head fire probably could have killed more than 12 right, people. Right, but in there's not an, a, like, an easy, simple solution for that like there is for something like this or something small that people can do. It's probably not very expensive and it's just raising awareness because people are dumb. And how many people are going to put it around their neck and just stick it on their seat next to them? All the ones who are going to kill their babies. I'm done with this chair. It's right. like falling apart over here. So I just ripped off. Do you want to change chairs? I don't have uh, issues in that chair. It, it might happen. It might happen. So last thing we'll talk about, and then we'll we'll get to talking to our guest here. But um, so um, we've I think we talked about standardized testing a little bit ago and some of the changes in Utah law. Um, so now we're seeing some of the repercussions of those changes. So um, there's been a, a federal law that's been changed, and basically uh, every student succeeds act the ESSA. Um, doles out money to uh, states based on standardized test scores. Is it any kind of standardized testing or is it just the one that the public schools administer? What's that one called? Uh, Which one? That the public schools administer. It's, it's like starts with an A, I think. Just the ACTs? No, that's not. That's different. That's not the testing they're talking about. So it, it doesn't matter. It's the same standardized testing across the country. Um, and and um, There's the SAGE test. SAGE, that's what it is. So my kids didn't take that. Yeah, so here's the thing. So the ESSA, that, that act, Every Student Succeeds Act, it basically gives schools that are underperforming money uh, to help pay teacher salaries to provide supplies to provide programs to kids um so utah stands to receive 120 million in federal title funding under that uh, underperforming schools and at risk students act um here's the problem if you have more than five percent of students at a school not participate or opt out of standardized testing you're ineligible to receive that money so 
uh, schools where parents look, I think standardized testing is a pile of dog shit. Uh, I don't think it really works well. I think that it has teachers teach to teach to the test to the test which doesn't actually teach students um proper things um and students don't always take tests the same way like people take tests very differently so i i think standardized tests they they do have some purpose but i think overall they're they're not a great they're not a great marker um i think it would be much better to have the federal government create a, a proper teaching curriculum that was dispersed amount out amongst the Where states. Where everybody teaches the same thing. So you're not teaching. So if you move you know, from Ohio history to California and then to Idaho, you don't get behind or learn something in a different way. It's exactly how it works. I what mean, a freaking concept. How, how was it for you? Because you moved when you were in elementary school. So I lived in Iowa, which is the number one education system in the entire United States. I moved here and I was like three years ahead of everybody in my class. Exactly. So, and I don't think standardized testing fixes that by any stretch no. of the imagination. So it's just what's taught. But no, it's gotta, it's gotta be in the way of changing the curriculum. It's like, we've told this story before about Chantel's friend who went to parochial school. Her mom took her out because she was failing but here's and she a, goes to regular school and she skates by for two or three years, easy peasy, because she's already done the work. But here's the point of this story. So if you look at Canyon School District, uh, 5.4% of students opted out of the test in 2017. They won't get any money. Uh, 21.1% of students opted out in the Provo, era, Provo School District. 213 in Park City. So you say they don't need it, but there are kids there that need that money, and the education system doesn't necessarily have a lot of money, even in those areas. Uh, Canyon's, Canyon School District is down in Iron County. You're telling no, me... No, I thought it was the one... Canyon School District, Canyon High School is in Cedar City. Oh, I was mixing it up with... Um, the Canyon Cop- Ski Resort? <laughs> no, Co- uh, I think Copper Hills. Copper Hills, Hills. Yeah. Copper Hills is... Uh, I don't remember. But it doesn't matter. But the point is... This is a massive, like, look, I, I'm, I'm not a Just let your kid take the test. Whether you, if you look at the, the scores and you go, that's shit, then that's but the, shit. The but scores don't affect, like, your grades. No, so, yeah. they so don't. And, and, the, and the alternate to taking the test for the kid is basically nothing. So they still have to go through the same classwork. Um, they just don't have to sit through hours of testing and said they go fucking read a book or something. So just let your kid take the test so that poor kids can have money. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess. I, I don't know. So... At least until it gets fixed. But it is it is a it is a problem, and now we're going to see a whole bunch of school districts in the state of Utah because of the way we changed our law and allow parents to opt out. Well, and um, Utah doesn't spend money on their schools anyway, no, so, so it's any, already hard enough. Any federal money we can get for the school systems is is helpful and uh, much needed. So. With us today is uh, Nina Vaught. Uh, with is that the right? Is that the last vote? Vaught? Vaught? Everything is silent <sighs> after the O. Oh. What is oh. that? What, where's that name from? Lithuania. Lithu- oh, Lithuania. Awesome. No wonder you have great hair. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently Lithuanians have I married hair. that name, though. <laughs> <laughs> She's not necessarily Lithuanian. I am not. I mean, maybe marrying into Lithuanian is what gave you great hair, though. We don't know. No she doubt. just has great hair, and I needed to bring it into the conversation <laughs> somehow. Uh, so Nina Vo is not just here because she has a pretty cool name from Lithuania. And great hair. <laughs> 
<laughs> but she is here because uh, you are one of the founders of the Fringe Festival, right? The Salt it's Lake true. Fringe. It's it, true. Is it the Salt Lake Fringe Festival, the Greater Salt Lake Fringe Festival? The Great Salt Lake Great Fringe. Salt Lake Fringe Festival. Or just Great Salt Lake Fringe. Great, just, Salt, Great just, Salt Lake Fringe. I'm just adding words. So I know, right? I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just making it up. I don't. But it is a fringe festival, so you can always add festival. So, what is for for those of uh, those those people that don't know what a fringe festival is? What is it? Well, that's a really important question to start out with because um, fringe festivals are a worldwide phenomenon. Um, fringe began in Edinburgh, Scotland. Um, 20 some years ago when Edinburgh had this uh, competition and several um, troops uh, tried to get into the festival and there were a whole bunch like not that many but four or five groups that didn't get into their uh, theater festival so they decided to create their own festival on the fringe ah so that's where the term comes from that's where the term comes from so that's kind of like that's kind of like how slam dances piggybacked yeah. off of sundance and creating their own little film festival around the same time exactly or the off-broadway theaters yes exactly so, and so and so really you can liken a, a fringe festival to independent film it's uh, it's what independent film does for, for, for filmmakers, for theater people. Think about it. If you were a theater troupe, where, where could you go to workshop? Yeah, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of options, even in Salt Lake, like which, venues. you know, we have, we have a fair number of venues for, for where we're at. We've got, you know, Pioneer Theater. We've got the Desert Star Playhouse in terms of some professional venues. There's a few like the, um, what's the name of the one on like all worlds of theater or something on like uh, main street and, I don't know that place, oh. but I know Rose Wagner yeah. has a black box that a lot of organizations utilize, but it, it's high demand and therefore pricey. Yeah, and you only get to you only get to like one one showing. Yeah, exactly. So you do all this work for one yes. performance, which yes. is kind of crazy. Which is kind of yeah, so. So, um, so, so because of that, there's there's this pent up need, right, for theater troops to have. To have space to perform and uh, uh, inexpensive places, right? To 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 do their stuff. So, um, so that's why fringe festivals have become a worldwide phenomenon, right? Because it, so often, also, I think theater tends a little bit to be how do I say this uh, exclusive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You feel like, do I really have the right clothes to wear to go there? Do I have enough money to get into that place? Do right? So it tends to be, um, and and so fringe festivals, just by their very nature, tend to be so much more inclusive, right? Um, they're less expensive, um, and um, all the money, all the ticket sales, go to the artist. That's pretty awesome. So there's not you're not paying uh, a ton of money to the venue, and I mean obviously there's royalties that you have to pay to perform those things, but 
Uh, it's from from my looking at the Fringe Festival, it looks like there's a lot of original stuff being performed as well. And that's the other part of it is that it's it's very much centered on original stuff. Uh, one of the things uh, about Fringe Festivals in general is they tend to be uh, very short shows. Uh, they tend to be shows that um, um, don't have a lot of technical needs. Right. So we basically turn over shows in 15 minutes. So, so once you're done performing, you have 15 minutes to get all of your stuff out. So the next show has 15 minutes to get all their stuff in. That's like uh, changing stage performers at the big ass show or at Vans Warped Tour. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's the kind of speed we're talking. Right. It's crazy. It's really fun. That's just band equipment. That's right. <laughs> and so, and so what, what happens is, is it, when you have those sort of confines, um, you, you know this as creatives, right? Those are, those inspire you, right? They don't, they totally limit you, right? Yeah. They, they, they inspire you to get creative and think of all the ways, right? That you can, that, that you can, well, because you, you have to minimize your set so that it's movable in that quick time, but still make it effective that you're portraying whatever scene that you mean. Yes. Yes. So magical. It's, it is magical. <laughs> <laughs> um, today, um, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, which goes on at the same time as ours, um, is the largest art festival in the world. That's cool. That's really cool. Three weeks. 45,000 shows. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. Like, I wow. have goosebumps. <laughs> I can't even do the math on that. That's crazy. That's a lot. I don't even... Is there... I guess there's that much space in that town. That's... That's awesome. But it's so neat when you see the pictures of it because it reminds you of old world theater and the cobblestone and the per- street performers and it's i just like looking at the pictures for it yeah and, and that and that is the, this is where theater began mm-hmm. yes and so i feel like fringe festivals kind of re- are returning theater to its roots we need cobblestone streets here <laughs> that's what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> we well, so, have a few at the gateway. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I want to take a I want to take a step back though. I want to talk a little bit about you um, because you're. I mean, you're not just the Fringe Festival or the 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 Greater Salt Lake Fringe or the Great Salt Lake Fringe. I don't. I'm not. I'll get it right. <laughs> that's your, is your marketer over here. The Great Salt Lake Fringe Festival. <laughs> uh, but you're 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 not just in Utah because of that. You're you're a professor at Westminster, right? It's true. How did how did you get to that point? Yeah, where did you begin? Are you from Utah? No. I'm not from Utah. Um, Jeremy likes to know about the conception. (laughs) You don't have to start. We try try and stop him him there. So, unfortunately, my husband isn't here because... uh, you know, we began the fringe together and, um, and we do everything together. Uh, and so when we got married, we wanted to be theater professors. Um, that was our, that was our whole goal. And we decided to become academic gypsies is what we called ourselves. To get, to get our graduate degrees, um, so that we could fulfill that. Well, we ended up uh, at the U. Um, they paid us both to go there. I can't that's, get a better. That's the best way to that. get a graduate degree, right it there. Really, <laughs> when, when was that? 
88. So you've been here for a while. That's when you moved here. That's when I for the, for the, for the schooling. So where, for school. so where yes. are you from originally? Um, do you want to go way back? Uh, you know, <laughs> sure. Yeah, she said she's a gypsy. I, oh, I, am, I am a gypsy. And so uh, I grew up in Detroit. Oh, that's wow. cool. Yeah. I don't think I've ever known anybody from Detroit. Well, now you know. That's no. where the hair comes from. Where, where'd, you go, where'd, you go for your, where'd you go for your bachelor's degree? Wake Forest. Oh, oh wow. In North Carolina. In North Carolina. And also part of my uh, bachelor's degree was in Hilo, Hawaii. Oh, wow. Which is where I met my husband. How awesome so is, he, is that? Is he from Hawaii or he was just visiting? Or? He, he's actually from Southern California. Huh? <laughs> I love it. And um, he he went there and uh, uh, the lava took his house. He, he oh, built no. a house. Legitimately. Le- wow. Yeah. And, and now uh, uh, the lava is taking more. Lava, more, yeah. more. That's exactly where... You know, we planned on retiring, so we're not retiring there anymore. No, you should still retire there. He will <laughs> be a whole new Hilo's island. Okay. Hilo's he, okay. he, Hilo's on the right side of the island for now. For now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who knows? It's still an active volcano. So. It's still on an active volcano. <laughs> so, yeah. is he, so, so I don't know. What maybe as human doing? beings, we should maybe think more about living on the side of an I don't active know. volcano. I, I absolutely fell in love with the big island when it's we went true. to Hawaii. Because it's just... It's true. It, it's so amazing to see... So much transformation of the earth in one spot. Yeah. Because you get to see like the crazy lava flows, the fields that like now between Hilo and, and Kona, there's that freeway that goes between them and that lava field that's out there that's that's been the there for a long time. That, that like the top is still alive, but like the bottom. Everything is else all has been dead. burned down. That's really cool. Part of it looks like the moon. Yeah, yeah. it's I mean it's it's and then you go to one side of the island and it's just Beautiful. But it's like lush and tropical. And so the only difference is rainfall. Yeah. Because on the on the east side of the island, where they've got lots of rain, the, the, the trees grow right out of that lava yeah. rock. Yeah. It's so cool. That is the coolest it, thing. It really is. It really is quite amazing. And where else on earth do you have 80 degrees and sunny and a beautiful beach and then snow? Within, <laughs> within 45 minutes, you have snow. Here, sometimes. <laughs> We don't have a beach. No. Well, <laughs> well we like kind of have a beach. Yeah, it's all like, <laughs> like, it's it's like, like. Is it beach? So what was he doing there? Was he going to school? Was he just so, living? Just So, yeah, we were both going to um, uh, the University of Hawaii at Hilo. And we actually met on the set of I Do, I Do. Oh, what a romantic story. And then we got married on stage. Oh, that's awesome. That's really And we cool. invited our friends because we knew we were moving to the mainland to become academic gypsies. We asked them instead of, because all of our friends were theater people, so we asked them to perform for the wedding. Oh, that's so really the wedding amazing. was just a bit. I was, I was going to ask what kind of people go, I want to be a theater professor because that's a pretty specific thing, but now I understand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It does take a very specific, I mean, that is that is a a pretty far out there specific thing that you want to do in life because that's a that's a job and to be a theater oh professor. Oh my goodness, it has been so wonderful because because college is is a very specific and wonderful time in young people's lives, and we don't as a culture have a a, a rite of passage that takes you from adolescence into adulthood and college kind of stands in for it 
We could be like Maoris and get face tattoos. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy and I, Jeremy and I have kids that are like going off to college for the first time, like right now. And I think his daughter is a little more prepared for it. My oldest daughter was when she went a couple years ago, but my youngest daughter, I'm using, I'm like, kid, you're going to have to grow up fast because I, I don't know what I did. I coddled you or something, but people are not going to like you if you stay the human being that you are right now, you messy little thing, you. So yeah, you're, you're totally right. I, I, I watched my oldest daughter join a sorority. It's a, uh, what is the word I want? They, they do a lot of community service and stuff in the sorority. And I, she called me and I'm like, are you my child? You're joining a sorority. Cause this is somebody that didn't do anything in high school. Nothing. She didn't join anything. She didn't go to anything. That, that was it. So I watched her blossom and now she's their secretary and she's running for their vice president this year. And I went, well, that was cool. So I'm hoping that that same thing happens to my younger daughter. It will. It will. So, so, so it, it has been absolutely uh, fabulous to be a theater professor because, because you got to get really involved in young people's lives. And, and since my husband and I do it as a team, we become kind of surrogate parents. Yeah. In a For lot sure. of ways, especially, you know, kids are away from home, like, especially yeah. at a school like Westminster. I was going to say small. Westminster is not a, everyone in Utah. It's like the University of Utah. There is a massive portion of, of students that are not far from home. Westminster at a, at a private university like that, you tend to get a lot more range of students that are far away from home. What a beautiful campus. I have a great campus you work on. Right in the middle it's like of a little island right in the middle of the city that doesn't really feel like it's in the city. I feel like you being a surrogate parent that exists because the kids that are invested in theater are, are in it. That is what they are living and breathing and not like the accounting students (laughs) well no but i mean you're you're committed to rehearsals and you're committed to writing because it's not just it's not just a class it's It's not just going to math class it really is a life yeah yeah and we get so up close and personal in their lives so it's just been fabulous i just that's really cool how long have you been at westminster We'll be starting our twenty fourth year. That's awesome. So you're you're not you're not gypsies anymore. You no, kind of settled. They some deep roots right there. Twenty four years. Put a foundation around your your caravan and they've they've uh, they've actually bought a guest house. Um, that is the Fringe Festival. <laughs> like, you know, you're invested. We, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So did you go from the U straight to there, or was there some in between? There was no in between. So from the U graduated. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah, and now, with, I mean, it's like ten blocks away. So yeah, and w- without without really intending to, you know, it just it just fell into our laps. And yeah, j- that's how life works sometimes. That's how life works, and it, 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 I mean, it was our intention to, to eventually do that, and we thought, you know, it would take us years to. Well, get for most professors, it does take years yeah. to get to that. Yeah. So, as a as a theater professor. You know, are you are are you running productions just out of a class? Are you running productions for the school as a whole, like a, in a larger scale? Like, how does that work? Well, I mean, the theater, like like you say, takes on a life of its own, and everybody gets super involved, and it becomes your life, right? Because because it it's like all these these people are going to be on the line. You know, that curtain is going to 
be opening. (laughs) So they, and so they take ownership, Mm -hmm. you know, and so I'm not sure if I've answered your question, but, um, uh, uh, so, uh, what's, what's interesting is over the years, it, it has really changed. It, it started as a theater minor and now it's a major. So does that mean you're putting on a school production or We're just putting on six? Wow. That's amazing. In the course of a school year. In the course of a school year. So what's your, what's the, what's your favorite production you've ever had put on in, like in your twi- a kid. No, I come know. On. I want you to yeah, pick your favorite kid. Pick- 20, <laughs> Twenty-four years, you have to have had like something. Stupid. One or two that was just. She does. Out She's of nodding her head. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Two. Three. Okay. That's all right. You can well, have three. Can I have three? Yeah. Yep. I mean, twenty-four years. That's a long time. You can have. You can have five if you want. <laughs> But you, you, at that point, you know what the crappy ones were. This is this is a this is a time show. We won't ask you that question. Thank you so much, um, Man La Mancha. Oh yeah, what a We're nerds too. Don't worry. I mean, I mean that's that's a show that really it's a it's a phenomenal show because it, it, it so many musicals. Uh, our fluff and this one isn't it it's really, raw and emotional it, it's right to the uh, to the heart and the other one is is a musical too spring awakening we just did it so good we I just love did musicals. It. They're I my do. preferred. So, yeah. so speaking of musicals what do you think of She didn't uh, do 3 hold yeah, on yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, the, third. the third one Red Noses Red mm. Noses I've never heard of that Me either Oh my gosh it's about the plague Oh, that was passion said with the play. It's this priest is it decides he, that he is going to make people laugh. Uh, there's nothing else to do. So he gets a troop together of people who don these oh red my noses. Gosh. So it's like a medieval Patch Adams. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you had a musical commercial okay. or a musical question. Well, no, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious as a as a theater professor, um, what your thoughts on, um, you know, Hollywood taking on musicals uh, and producing them into movies. So specifically, I, I mean more like um, a show like The Greatest Showman that was created for for the screen, um, or something like Chicago that gets turned into a, a movie. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Because those are very theater-centric shows that have now been transformed into very popular movies. Well, I mean, I have really strong opinions about Les Mis. <laughs> <laughs> I think lots of people have very strong opinions about Les Mis. You, you know, I mean, hire the people who know what they're doing. <laughs> That's it's film. like in the geek community that they can't get the Fantastic Four right. Yeah. You well, know. no, they did. It's called The Incredibles. True. <laughs> <laughs> sure. enough. Yeah. So, so that's, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, the greatest showman, you know, Kayla Settle, you know, is my former student, actually. Oh, oh really? that's amazing. Right? Um, from Hawaii. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so, um, but, you know, she, she was such a standout, right? Because she's yeah. a theater person. Um, and the same was true of, um, uh, the name always escapes me. It's not Ebony. It's Ep- Ep- Epenemy. Uh, anyway, right, right. The, the woman who 
who played uh, um, in Late Les Mis. She Eponine. Was, um, oh. Eponine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Eponine. She, she was phenomenal, but she was the one and only theater person, right? And then they hired Russell Crowe. <laughs> 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 we were, we had this, dis- I think we had this discussion on the podcast about The Greatest, greatest Showman. Showman. Yeah. Um, because Hugh Jackman, so I have like hearing issues. And I, if I had not, if I had gone to the theater to watch that, I would not have heard anything he sang. Not one lick of it. So on, as we watched it on TV, I always have the closed captioning on. It just helps me and the people don't have to listen to it like at volume 50. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, is he actually, there's no sound. I, I could not <laughs> hear him. It drove me crazy the whole show. And I turned to him when we were done. And I couldn't hear him because you know, I really couldn't hear him that well either. And he doesn't have the same issues. I went, how do you have your main person not just well, the, blaring? The, the volume of the music was way too loud in comparison to the actual actors singing, actors and actresses singing, <sighs> I thought, so. But the show, I mean, I liked the overall show, the idea of it, but. That was my most frustrating thing. I'm like, your lead actor, I can't hear what he's saying. I don't know what he sounds like. I can't hear his voice. And, and that's, you know, the problem with Hollywood is that they go f- for those names rather than the talent. Yeah. Or it, not, 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 not saying Hugh Jackman is not talented. Sure. It's a different type of talent, though. It is. It is. Screen acting is very different Versus than stage, stage acting. It, sc- screen acting is all about small, subtle movements, uh, and you have a camera right in your face, and so your your, your eyes can tell a story. Yeah, I mean, I always talk. So I had this conversation the other day. A, a show like Grey's Anatomy, for example. One of the reasons I love that show is how much acting is done in the top half of a face. Because they're behind the masks, uh, there are words, but there's so much acting involved and just the small expressions they make with their eyes and their foreheads and their eyebrows. Um, and that's screen acting. Stage acting is all you about can't see that. being large and expressive <laughs> and, and communicating a, an emotion without your face because your face isn't seen in row. You know, GG. your face is like <laughs> the size of an ant to somebody, you know, in the mezzanine or something. And so they're, they're totally different skill sets and they're totally different experiences. Uh, they each have their own merits, and projections. Like if you're huge, huge Jackman, if you're Hugh Jackman and you're on this, the screen and your voice isn't very loud, then you're you're mic'd and stuff and you're good. But on stage, even if you're mic'd, you still have to project like you can't can't turn around and face the back and still expect people to hear you. At least that's what we learned. I don't know. Jess, were you in theater too? Kind of. I was like behind the scenes, but there's a lot of acting in my family. So, yeah. so we were, I guess we all kind of did it a little bit, at least in high school and stuff. So do you, do you just teach uh, stage acting or do you get involved in, in like screen stuff at, at Westminster? Well, what's interesting is that um, w- when we started a theater program, we needed to be generalists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. We needed to be able to do it all. Technical, directing, It wasn't costumes. given the same... I don't know. It wasn't given the same level of sincerity back then as it is now. It's taken more serious now, I think. It's really more serious now. Theater, whereas, because... Too serious? The reason why... <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I asked about the U is I was at the U in 95 is when I started going to the U. 
and they had the theater programs, but they're nothing like they are now. They're, they're a lot more serious, and they're, they're given a lot more credit now. Back then, it seemed to me it was just kind of a glorified high school drama class. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, that's it. It was a minor, right? It was right. no nobody was attempting to you know move on to Broadway or get uh, in, in, in into the business, right? Yeah. So, um, so it, it was. So, so we were very much more generalists, and they hired us because we're generalists. So when we got the major, we said, if we're going to have a major, then we're going to do it up or we're not going to do it. And so, you know, we've hired some really exquisite talent um, to teach acting, to do technical directing, to do costumes. I mean, these people uh, have skills that you know, are really are really off the charts. Is, in, is, in, stage, is, is stage writing part of the major program as well, or is that something totally it separate? It isn't. Um, even though that's my husband Michael's, um, that's that's where his focus is, and he does uh, do some independent studies with students who are interested in writing. And in fact, there's several uh, shows in uh, in the Fringe Festival uh, that he uh, has has mentored those those students. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah. Yeah. So, so speaking of of those involved in the French Festival, uh, are they are they all kids from Westminster that kind of go through that and start this, or are you in, uh, involving others from outside of that, other smaller companies inside the the state? That both, both. Um, we we really have. Even though we started it at Westminster and we started it um, with a lot of student talent, right, who helped us, you, you know, the students would um, d- take on a project and and, and d- would go to the business school and and ask professors there to mentor them in creating a 501 right non nonprofit yeah, yeah. uh so so that's how how that got started and and then we've got students who are um communication students who do things like the program you, you know put that together and so and so it really marries nicely with a fringe festival because you, you can imagine a fringe festival is a bajillion pieces. Yeah, it's right? a ton of stuff to that, to figure out. To figure out that that and so and so to have students resources right to have students who you know really take ownership right and come in and do uh um, amazing amazing work that's really cool it's it's really cool it's it's really cool and 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 here's here's the thing um students need professional credit Mm -hmm. yeah they need that experience more than even even the actual the actual college credit they need the experience absolutely absolutely and so just to mention this this one student who was a communications student and she decided to do um, our, our communications she did social media she did uh, she, and she, she kind of directed you know all the pieces for uh, the, the PR right out of college she gets this kick-ass job <laughs> oh yeah because that's what they want. The, the problem because is because of the Fringe Festival. Yeah, be, the problem is you come they out know of college, that she can manage it. And exactly, just and, because you have a degree doesn't mean you're capable of doing the job. 
Exactly. And so that is exactly what we wanted, why we started the Fringe Festival, so that students would have that sort of experience. And, you, you know, along the way, um, the student's name is Danielle. And in, uh, along the way, she said at one point to me, I love doing this. Oh, that's awesome. and, and, I, and I said, isn't that great? Right. You've gotten this degree and sometimes we get a degree and then we start doing that thing and we go. <laughs> I mean, I know I took all these classes and I was interested, but the actual work sucks. Yes. Yes. Or, or or all those classes really didn't prepare me. Yeah. Right. And instead she found out she was very, very well prepared and she's. Well, and also a super fun project to be working on to start off with. Yeah, absolutely. Super fun project. Yeah. To see it, to see it all to come to come together is absolutely amazing. So this is the, the fourth year of the festival now, it right? Is. So how, do, how has it progressed from when you started in 2015 to, mm-hmm. to now in 2018? Well, we, um, we got so big we had to move. <laughs> that's a good problem to yeah. have yeah <laughs> so that's really good um we also um got invited by a couple of places downtown to move um and we chose the gateway and now we're part of the cultural core well that's awesome well especially really with good. the way that they're changing the gateway to be more of a of cultural center, right. cultural center and, and an what artistic center yes, and what a perfect place to be it really is it really is I'm excited about what's in store for the Gateway. So how many how many performances this year do you guys have lined up? Um, over eight days, uh, about 250. Wow. <laughs> That's an undertaking. The logistics of that. Is, it, Good right. Lord. That's and you lot. do it at theaters around town as well, correct? Or is it all centered at the Gateway? It's all going to be centered at the Gateway. Cool. That's really cool. So do you run a summer program while you're trying to do this? Are you professoring while you're trying to do the Fringe Festival? Or do you... Yeah. I, just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she has to professor just, earlier just in the year. I just wanted she's... to see if you were a I little like bit You guys insane. have turned professor into a verb. Professoring? <laughs> professoring. Well, I, I mean... Know. I, I, yeah, no, I don't, I'm not teaching. The actuality of when the French Festival happens, I mean, that's probably more than anything. I would think a relief because... Then it's it's done. It's it's everything leading up to that that's got to be crazy. Like finding the venues and locking down. It's just the people like everything and, else. It's just like the actual performance. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Once you get to that stage where you're performing, for me, I kind of let my hair down. Yeah, because like, it's like, what's, what's the worst that can happen? I screw it up, and <laughs> oh well. I mean, I and then there's it up, nothing I can do about it. But up until then, and probably no one's gonna notice anyway, except for me. So, right. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. that's really. That's what, I mean, it's that's just how it is when you do a that's performance. So like that it's very rare that people notice how bad you screw up your lines other than the people with you exactly exactly i mean we we rehearse that yeah right we rehearse for those (laughs) for those things and and that is part of the beauty and wonder of live theater yeah that's why we go to live theater it's because shit happens yeah (laughs) that's why you go see live comedy it's for the same reason well that's when you you really see people shine when they can work around that that problem and improvise. Oh my yes, gosh. That's the word I was looking for. Funniest here. moments. Funniest moments have all been improvised. So do you teach an improv class? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Students beg for it. They love to do improv. And you know, we do some improv warm ups, you know, I'm but so I don't understand I don't understand the love for improv. I can't stand it. I love theater and I cannot stand I can't improv. I do improv. I feel like it's I hated so, it I feel like it's so forced. It. 
Like improv to me just seems overly forced. Sometimes it's really fun though. Yeah. I'm not good at it. Yeah. If you have people that are really good at it. Yeah. Then it's good. Can we get them to fix their names though? Like the improv troupe names. (laughs) (laughs) Puns are so terrible. Quick wits. (laughs) That's not bad actually. Yeah. That's actually all the time. Good old off-Broadway theater. So how do people get tickets? Because it's all at the Gateway, uh, and it's coming up fast, right? It's all online, already online. Monday. We said Monday in yeah. our events, remember? The 16th oh, is right. when they go on sale, right? Mm-hmm. I keep forgetting that. It's so yesterday even, they went on sale. Yeah, I'm, I'm already forgetting oh gosh, that it's, it's the middle the of July. <laughs> well, dude, your birthday is Thursday. It, does, it doesn't matter. I don't remember what day it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, since you're like, are we doing anything tomorrow? Yes, it's my mom's birthday. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm cooking her dinner. I forgot. <laughs> so ticket prices. But also, first, it's not just theater perform stage performances. There's other stuff. Creative things. <laughs> like what, what else? What other kinds of stuff are people going to see? What other kind of performances? Well, there's the opening night party. So that's always a good time. Um, aerial artists will be there. <gasps> I know that. Doing silks and hula hoops and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Silks yeah. is one of my favorite things to watch. It's so I amazing. can watch all of it. The silks, the ropes. I think just silks is so beautiful. Trapeze. Get the colors. Um, so, uh, so the, uh, we're having the vitals band, uh, that's Jay Perry's band. Um, they're super fun, super great. Um, Keto's beer. Oh, we just talked about them because they're on oh, yeah. the, the beer blog about, are they a bar or a restaurant or something? Oh my gosh. You guys should, you should interview <laughs> the guy from Keto's. He is so cool, and Keto's beer is so cool. It's and a bar. <laughs> it is. So that means it's a tavern. That means you cannot take your children. But don't take your kids. <laughs> no, no children. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I don't have little children anymore. So. We just talked about them in our news earlier today. Oh, cool. They're great. They're absolutely great people, and their beer. I don't know if you've had it. No, mm-hmm. I didn't even. Where are they know at? Them. Where are they located? Um. Sixth, South, and Seventh West. I oh, could, okay. I could so have right those coordinates by, wrong. Right could be Seventh, Fisher, South, and Sixth right? West, or ish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that stuff over there Such is so good beer. They're doing. They did a special beer for Pride, and they're doing a special beer for the French. Oh, that's Ooh, so. What cool. kind of a beer is it for the French? Do you know? We don't know yet. It. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably be blue. <laughs> A blueberry beer. Blueberry beer. I don't That's know. so good. That's the one that was a squatters that used to make that Wasatch. for Iggy. Squatters or Wasatch. 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 That was so good. That blueberry Hefeweizen that mm-hmm. they made for them. Ketos is the best. Beer. Gonna have gonna have to try some. I, I these so, two these two are beer fanatics. Okay, so. you're gonna die. I went in there and talked to the guy and heard about what they're doing, and I walked out of there and said, I never want to drink anything else. <laughs> wow. Wow. We'll have to have them on the show. You do. You, <laughs> you just want to go drink. You just want an excuse to go drink. If we should, you like beer, oh my God. we should hook them up with gin and then we can have blueberry beer soap. That'd oh, be that cool. would be so good. She needs to know about a beer soap, apparently, by that face. <laughs> <laughs> so our friends, our friends, uh, our friends at Oleo, Oleo Beard skin. and Skin, Skin and Beard. I don't know. Oleo. I can't remember which way. We just Jen call Oleo. Yeah. They're based out of Sugar House. Ben yeah. and Jarek. 
Ben and Jerick or whatever you call them. Ben and Jerick. Ben and Merrick or I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) they they have just developed the skincare line. She's an an, an esthetist. And um, these guys use their beard stuff. I use their stuff. Jessica uses. I almost called you Jennifer again because we were just talking about Jen. (laughs) Um, Jessica uses their stuff, but they make soaps Mm. and they they've. They've partnered with who? Have, who are the different places? Shades, Shades of Pell, Sugar House so Brewery, mm. and they soap. make beer. And so, I, what, what wine soap? What wine? Do they I don't know. Use? I think you bring your own. At least in this next class, you bring your own wine. It's a, they're doing a red wine soap, but so she just, yeah, it's amazing. She's she's awesome. The honeysuckle poppy seed is my new favorite. It's amazing. <laughs> nice. So beer. Well, anyway, I have to check them out. Yeah, they, so they they partnership with our local breweries anyway to get stuff to make soap. Very cool. Very so, cool. Yeah, Keto Keto's does a lot of partnering so, with the, uh, a lot of different. I mean, they're they're a young brewery and you know want to get their name out there. Do they have their stuff? Is is it only available at their store, or do they have it in? No, it's in it's in every store. It's oh. a, you can get it at Whole Foods. You can get it at Smith's. Oh wow! You, how did we not see this? Uh, okay, so here's okay. one of the things, one of the reasons why is because uh, they only sell in cans. <gasps> oh, that would be why. I think these guys are mostly bottle men. I haven't bought beer in a while. I've been so I used to be until I drank Kedos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So nope. there's a little commercial for for, for, for Kedos, yeah, but that we'll their, their beer is reach good. out. Yeah. So after your opening party with delicious beer and amazing music, and, 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 and there's also also at the at the uh, opening party are previews. Oh, so little snippets of some of the shows. Are they recorded or are there people performing? People. Oh, that's awesome. No recordings, right? And so um, there's two segments of that. One is family friendly. The other is Renji. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah. so cool that it's that it's per- little things are performed live, little so, snippets, little snippets. So you can sp- because I mean, with that many shows, it's really hard to say what am I going to see, right? You got to you got to make a plan for yourself. You got to get it all. <laughs> it's like Sundance, but you actually have a chance of getting a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you guys do you guys sell out? Uh, is that something you anticipate? Some shows do. Some shows do. Are they running multiple shows at different times, or is it one? one so there's like four or five going on. There's at, four or five going on at the same time. There's yeah. like dance performances. There's a lot of dance this year. Um, there's. Um, let me see. Um, there's like I say, mostly original things. There's a couple out of towners. Um, usually, those out of towners are one and two men, one and two person shows. Um, you know, really, really simple. It's just so neat because they put so much hard work in. Like that's just they what do. they do, and I just think it's so neat. How do you decide what goes into? I mean, what performances go into it? So it's really interesting. Is that there? There are some. There's some worldwide fringe rules, right? And so we are members of um, the biggest groups, um, the U.S. French uh, Festival, um, and then also the Canadian French Festival. So we're members of both. But in order to be members, you you have to agree to their rules, and the rules are basically this: your shows will be non-curated. Okay, that makes sense. It's a fringe festival. It's a fringe festival, right? And so, first come, first, first get in and 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 get to do uh, 
uh, their thing. Um, and the, the other thing is, is that all ticket sales go to the artist. That's so, awesome. So That's I think so we cool. talked about it when we talked about it last year that it was coming up that all of the yeah I think all you're the right. Sales were, yeah. That's a huge deal. That's a huge deal in the theater world. It really is. It really is. So is it the same cost for for every if you go to show A and show Q, you're paying the same, or are there yeah, different? Yeah, but you do pay, they rate you them pay more. <laughs> for you special for deal um, no here's here's the fun part is the more shows you see the cheaper it gets oh that's awesome so you can get a three pack you can get you can get one ticket which which is 10 bucks which is pretty cheap and if you're just gonna go you to can't one do anything for ten yeah. right so why would you just go to one show because there's well there, I know but my point is, is you can't do anything so instead of intermission I mean, there's intermission, but then you get another show. So why go to just one? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, how would you even choose just one? That would be yeah, yeah. That's really hard. It's really, and then once you see one, you want to see. Yeah. Make sure you take your kids though, your two-year-olds, because everyone loves that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they sit still. Two-year-old need culture too. Please do not take your children. <laughs> they're just no, no. Unless no. unless they're napping and you know they're not going to no. wake up. <laughs> I feel like your child has to be old enough to be able to focus on something. <laughs> take them. You, that's a good and question, though. Do you, do you have, like, children's performances? We like, do. That, that are centered on kids? We do. We do. For kids or just kids that are performing? Um, there are a couple of shows that are just for kids. And those are the kinds of shows like Yo Gabba Gabba Live that you can. Those go are the kind of shows. Oh, that I would be like, it would I've be like grown out of my childhood years. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> like puppeteering things yes. like that. I bet. Yes. Oh, Chris, puppeteering. I have no idea what you're talking. You about. should be Not involved. Not that kind. Maybe like like marionettes. Like marionettes. Like that's what I imagine. I really don't know. I, what that's I don't know. Is, maybe but. there's puppeteering too. I mean, like last this, year, this kind of puppeteering. <laughs> last year there was a troupe that did Shakespeare for kids. Nice. Awesome. That would be fun. That's really fun. That would be fun. It's really, really so fun. So there are shows you can take your kids to, but there be are. careful. Don't take them to Frenchy shows. So so we so we've we've tried to arrange that the fringier shows are later at night. Makes yeah, sense. Yeah, people that are still be. stupid. But we live in Utah. I don't know if you've, <laughs> if you've been to a theater before. And so midnight showings don't stop people from bringing. I know their that babies. you don't want to say people are stupid because you are trying to but promote it, but I can. <laughs> <laughs> people do not use common sense. Gee, it's eleven o'clock at night. Maybe I shouldn't take my fussy child to a show where people are trying to perform. Oh, something. So, so how how has it grown from so two hundred fifty shows in a handful of days now? Four years ago, was it like six shows in one day? It, <laughs> <laughs> no, we were pretty ambitious to start with, but we were only one weekend. Yeah, so like, a, like a three-day thing? Right, four days. I think we did Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And, you know, we've, uh, we've you know, kind of tweaked it to see which are the better days and which are the better times. And we try to give everybody. And so, uh, and so everybody gets several. So each, each artist... Um, has the opportunity to do as many as six as their, oh, wow. their show six times. That's wow. awesome. That's really cool. So you have lots of opportunities to see the the show that that you. That so you if you do want to see, if you do get yeah. a three pass and you yeah. and they're two at the same time, you you're not out of luck. Well, and and you could always go to or you one. Really, really like that show, and you just need to see it. And, and you're at the gateway. You can go get dinner, and then you can come yeah. back and go to yes. another show. You can right. go to one of the many. Bars downtown, yeah, and grab or a drink restaurants, and, <laughs> and get another show in after that, and you yeah. can make a whole day of it. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's what we're hoping people will do. Or like just a short afternoon. Mm -hmm. It's just awesome. I think it's really cool bringing this kind of a culture to Salt Lake because we talk about how amazing Utah is and how we're growing and how we're doing better with um, all of these kinds of things and how people are starting to be surprised when they come in from out of town that we have some of these things. And this is one of those things where we're so just so proud to have something like this in, in Utah where people would just not expect that. Yeah, right? you don't have to send people to Cedar City now all the time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got the Shakespearean Festival down there. Yeah, and here's the other thing that's, that's, that's really been great. So our, our first year, uh, we had one young man do a show uh, uh, on, on his own, and he, he got almost no one to come. Right. He got a few of his friends and, and, and that was it. And the next year he came back and I was so stunned, but he won an award the, the second year. That's pretty cool. I mean, that shows that shows dedication to well, and it shows that even though he didn't have people following him, he still fell in love with it and loved it. Well, and he yeah. was doing it for him not for the audience. Well, I think but most learned so much. Yeah, I yeah. think most performers right. and, and don't do it for the audience. I don't know. Oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big conversation. <laughs> I get that they're doing it to get accolades from the audience, but they're doing it because like that's that's they part of it. them. It's not they're not doing it to please me and the audience. They they're hoping that they do so that they get that back, but they really are doing it because that's what they want to do. I don't think that they're just, I, I don't know how to explain it, but basically I think most performers are like, they, they're doing it because that's what makes them feel good. And I know that that, that benefits us because we do, we get to give them those accolades, but they perform because they feed off of that. Right. Exactly. And so playing to an empty house is not really fun. Right. No. And so, and so, and so, but, 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 but this young man learned so much from, from that, that he came back and won an award. That's really cool. That's yeah. stunning. That was like us at Anime Bonze. <laughs> We're going back and winning an award this time. Is that what you're saying? We, we did our show. Wait, what? We did our show to 250 empty seats. That is true. We did. No, but go back and listen. The room was, was full. packed. That's how we said we said the room is packed. The beauty of a podcast is you can say whatever the hell you want. It was packed. Even the even the dude that set us up was like, I can't stay in here for this crap. <laughs> so we know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So, 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 so that, but, but, but here's the thing as a, as an artist, right? It's not that big of a commitment to say, I'm going to workshop this, mm -hmm. right? I'm going to, I'm going to do this show, even if I don't get an audience so that I can learn and develop and retool and come back again and, and do and it win again. an award and win an award and do, and do so well that he, that he wins an award. So. Okay, I want to talk about one other thing with you. Um, you're a vegan, right? I am. So one thing that a lot of people don't know about Salt Lake is how many amazing vegan restaurants there are here. Do you have a favorite? I take full credit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I teach vegan classes. Oh, really? I do. So you don't just teach theater. I don't. <laughs> I teach yoga, too. So what? I, I'm just curious, what's your favorite vegan restaurant in the Valley? 
oh wow she's having a harder time with this than the play (laughs) (laughs) that I was like so um, there are uh, it it depends like like what are you up for right like are, are you are you into fine dining do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want? Do you want a date night? Fancy? Do you want a date everything. night place? I'm into everything. Because a date night place is seasons. Seasons. Oh man, they are doing really exquisite, exquisite good food. Hmm. How, how did you know I was vegan? And and Jessica then, tells us everything. <laughs> she stalks all of our guests for a good month. Nothing. Nothing you do in this life is private anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually a really fantastic article that I found about you and your husband and how you live a green lifestyle. And to us, that is. We're very fascinated by that and appreciate that. So we wanted to know more. Like Jeremy, he's he's a green architect, and so he has a urban farm, and he has a greenhouse and a beehive and chickens. His and gr- doesn't your greenhouse thing generate electricity? He's got a did. wind turbine. Uh, I made a wind turbine. Oh, that's right. Last year we had a horrible windstorm and it didn't survive. Oh. But yeah, it powered the chicken coop and the. Green oh, was that the trampoline? Oh. He had like well. a he had like a window <laughs> heater thing that he had wow. to take down finally because it was generating too, too much heat. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's yeah. So we wanted to know how yeah. you did that and right. what advice you would have for people, especially since you teach yoga, since you teach about being vegan and and advice that you would have, I guess, about how to live a green lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely, especially in Salt Lake. Right. We need it. I'm not good at it. Well, um, so, uh, you, you know, I didn't, I didn't, you know, jump into veganism full bore when it I wasn't read. the bandwagon. I don't you know, know any vegan that jumped into it like out it of the gate. Like, like, this is what I want to do with my life. It was like, oh man, the more you learn, the, the more decisions that you make. And the UN actually is the one who said that there's nothing you can do to lessen your footprint than choose plants to eat because it's three times a day. Yeah. And not everybody can afford a Prius. Not everybody can afford uh, 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 to, to build a greenhouse, right? It, it, but everybody chooses three times a day. What they eat. What, 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 is, what is the greenest thing that, that, that you can do? And, 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 and here's the good news. What's good for the earth is good for us. She sounds like Dash. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <coughs> Dash is one of our have friends. Have me on again to talk about veganism. We will have to. Uh, we'll have yeah. Because I could go off. <laughs> yeah, I was just curious about your favorite because we do have a lot of really good vegetarian and vegan. Oh, we'll do it after this. the festival when you can Goodness. like. Goodness. Yeah. Do that. Yeah, I'd love to. I would love so I was just curious, you know, what your favorite one was because it's uh yeah. So um, so if you you want baker baked goods, oh yeah, that's amazing. I forget about how many good vegan bakeries. We oh have. my gosh, when Devin and his first wife got married, they had a vegan chocolate cake that was so good. City cakes. I really like city cakes, but passion flower. Oh, passion flower. Passion I like their front of their building. Passion flower does everything organic. So if you want to be green, go organic. <laughs> and if you want to be healthy, go organic. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, for, for baked goods, I love that. For uh, comfort food, you know, that's like 
burgers and steak and and cheese fries ice house uh, i've right. heard that they actually do a monday night uh steak like steak <laughs> yeah. night yeah do they just make like a like a seton steak or something it, it, yeah Satan, but 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 they do but they do it up. Oh, I bet they do it up. I mean, you have to. You they have just ribs throw a slab and they have in front yeah, of someone and be right. like, your steak. <laughs> I can go to the grocery store and throw a slab of that stuff down. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not yeah. quite the same. Nope, nope. That's yeah. Okay, we have one other question for you. We ask every guest that comes onto the show this question. Um, so you you're while you're not a Utah native, uh, you might as well be because you've been here for long enough. I mean, that's, <laughs> You live here, and you're breaking my heart. <laughs> so, She's supposed to be a gypsy. I'm not. <laughs> sometimes gypsies like plant roots, and they're still gypsies. They just happen they put to put a foundation <laughs> under their trolley. Yeah, they take I, the uh, their caravan. Off. I told you. Yeah, the gypsies take their wheels off sometimes. So, yes. but you you live in Utah, and presumably by choice at this point, you've you've been you know a, a professor for for 24 years at the same school. I'm sure you could go elsewhere. Um, What's one thing that you would tell someone if they were visiting the state of Utah that they had to do before they left? We should have music that plays while people talk. <laughs> <laughs> but not like Jeopardy County. No. That's right. Like something mellow. Like. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. I don't know if you can hear it. No, I can't. It no. just changed. Oh, <laughs> oh, <man>. oh. <laughs> oh. Fail. <laughs> She's thinking. Maybe if we didn't look at her. Yeah, we asked the <laughs> Everybody hide your eyes. She has backyard. stage fright. <laughs> she has stage fright. Everybody close your eyes. Well, is, I mean, you, should, you should swim in my backyard. Swim in your backyard. What's in your backyard? <laughs> like a like a. She must live farm. like on milk, like along Mill Creek or something, where her backyard is like the, the creek. creek. <laughs> 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 I feel like we I probably shouldn't put this on the website, though, because we don't want people to like, show up at your house and be like, we're supposed to come swimming here. Well, the here. creek is long enough. I'm sure it's fine. Um, you, you know, um, gosh, that, that's, a, that's such a good question. I really like it. Thank you. Yeah. We've, we, the, we have a, another place that, that likes it so much that they've... Started copying yeah. us. <laughs> Imitation is the surest form of flattery, right? We, we like <laughs> to ask it because the, the podcast it. is all about Utah, and we do put these up on and our website. And sometimes we get some really fantastic answers that we just never would have thought of, but that are just so obvious. Like so. our, our, we have a we have an Irish listener, Peter, and he actually asked specifically for us to do um, a pseudo one thing for him, which is Gilgal Gardens. Mm. Which is just this, which this, I didn't even know about, and I work on Fourth South and Fourth. Yeah, East. like it's just this crazy, amazing place in the middle of Salt Lake that you wouldn't know existed, but it's it's just this incredible place with really beautiful artwork and. Mm, yeah, and and I love Gilgal Gardens, but but um, I, I think that to the the best thing about where we live is are, are the hikes. Are the really nearby phenomenal hikes so that's what we've been doing this summer because i haven't really ever done hiking and chris used to do it a lot growing up in wyoming and so every sunday we go on somewhere that's within about a 30 minute drive of the house just a 
you know, three. Just to go on a hike. That's the three thing. Three mile hike. That's the thing. It's like 15 to 20 minutes away. Yeah. There's phenomenal places. Yeah, and you get everything from high desert to forest to like woodland stream. To, to, it's great. Yeah. Mm. Do you have there's, do you have favorites? There, there isn't there isn't anything like that in any other part of the world where I've lived no, or seen know. or visited. It, it, there isn't. You know, you go to uh, other mountainous kind of towns like Denver and you got to drive an hour. Right, to get out of the city. Just to, to, get, out. Just to get across Denver, you have to drive an hour. <laughs> or to get to the airport. Or yeah. Denver is huge and yeah. sprawling. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think Mill Creek is my favorite. It is beautiful up there. We I did our first Mill hike Creek. up there a couple, a couple weeks, couple weeks ago. ago. Yeah. But there's a couple also up above the avenues. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you call them, but you can take your dogs. Well, like there's Ensign Peak is, is right above the Capitol. Mm-hmm. And that is, it's a really short hike and it's one of the best view spots in the, the entire valley. Oh, I love it there. Yeah, but we've had that one before. Oh, it's yeah. true. But it's just still like, it's it's a great, you can see north, south, east, west. It's it's kind of awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for being on the show. Um where can people? What's the what's the website for people to go get tickets? I want to say thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, I wanted to know if she has any like closing like words on the Great Salt Lake Fringe before it begins too. Um, well, everybody should come. I mean, it is so much fun. One person described it as um, Disneyland for theater lovers. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's just so it, every show is kind of a roller coaster, right? And 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 there's so much to see, and there's so many talented people everywhere uh, there. So uh, so it's it's the the excitement, the buzz that, that's that's there is just so much fun. It really is a festival. Um, so so I just really want to encourage you to come and get that buzz because it is so fun. And it's it's greater salt lake fringe dot org. Um great salt lake fringe dot org. Salt lake fringe dot org. I I mean eventually I'll get it right. You, you It'll be right in the show notes. It'll be right in the show notes. Yep, great salt lake fringe dot org. And we're on Facebook too. And Instagram. And Instagram and Twitter. Well, thanks so much for joining yeah. us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. It's really been fun. You guys are great. Thanks. Well, that's going to do it for the night, I think. Uh, cool interview. Yeah. So thanks again to Nina Vo. Yes. Uh, from the uh, Great Salt Lake Fringe. So the Great Salt Lake Fringe Festival or the Fringe Festival, whatever you want to call it. it we didn't matter. even mention there are 200 of these. 250. All around the world. Oh, 200 French festivals. Yeah, there's, yes. there's tons of them. Well, she, no, she mentioned that. She talked about how many French well, festivals there were. she said it was worldwide, but yeah. just That's to give cool. a scope of how amazing this Two, is. 250 performances in eight days. That's a lot. It's That's awesome. Lot. Well, but she said a lot of them are only like 15 minutes. That's fine, though. So and that, the, and the, the, tr- the change between them is, is quick. quick. So get some tickets and The hard and thing is exciting. Well, that's just it. Get a bigger ticket package then, because you can get—I don't remember what the prices are—but you can get. She didn't say, but they, don't they? I would assume they have like like a wristband kind of thing. Yeah, they it. have one that's like unlimited, I think, if I remember right from from looking the other day. Um, so, but get tickets, go. Uh, I think I might try and go see a couple, even though we've got vacation coming up that same week. Um, there's there's definitely going to be shows, and it might even be worth just 
going to the opening party. <laughs> for right? I know. It sounds so. amazing. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you like what you hear, uh, please share uh, the episode. Uh, that's what helps us the most. Um, we, don't, we don't ask for sponsors or for uh, you to pay us on Patreon. This isn't a full-time gig for us. Uh, we, we do it because we enjoy it. Because um, we love you. Yeah, please share it. If you have something that you want us to share, uh, feel free to get a hold of us. <laughs> on uh, Facebook or, or Twitter uh, at TNU Podcast. You can check out our Instagram. Just We're on the Instagrams. Yeah, did you notice I didn't do it because you get mad at me every time? No, you were doing it. Or were you just taking pictures? Well, I did a one wraparound for See? Instagram Live, but I didn't do it at the beginning of the show. I knew it. I knew that's what you were doing, and it's okay. It's okay. You get mad at me every it's time. Okay. So no, he doesn't subconscious. actually get mad at you. Trust me, Whatever. if he was mad at you, you would know. I don't get mad very easy. I'm like I'm like the Hulk. I'm either always angry or I just don't <laughs> get angry. Um, no, it's fine. You can do Whatever. it. I just didn't know what you were doing before. And then... Yeah, anyway. So, yeah, see, check us out on Instagram. Um, you can message Jess on Facebook, and maybe one of us, uh, other people, will see it. Um, if it's something cool, Jess will share it with us. If, if it's something not cool, then she takes the brunt of it. Um, I see him sometimes, but she responds. But, like, she has a better response, and so I usually let her respond to him. Yeah, Jess is much nicer than the rest of us, probably. Yeah, she's probably the nicest. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, go check out our website because, you know, the one thing's so you know what what uh, Nina mentioned is, is her one thing um, that turned into a couple but uh, those are all on our website and there's really cool information about some of them and if you're curious about something you want to go do uh, that's a good place to, to do it and that's just the new Um but I think that's it for the night so uh, see you next week folks we don't ever see anyone you can listen to us next week folks <laughs> Yes, there will be a podcast on Wednesday, even though it's the day after the 24th. Isn't it the, the 24th is Tuesday, huh? Yes. yes. That's yeah. why I said the we day don't, after. Look, we're 112 episodes in, and, and you may not have listened to all 112. This may be your first. But one thing that you can always count on is we will have a show, and it will be available hopefully Wednesday morning unless iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud fuck it up. Or um, your computer does a reboot. <laughs> like I said, unless one of them fucks it up. <laughs> And I po- I po- I still posted it the next morning. It was just a little bit later than well, normal. It was weird because I was like, Chris, where's the email? We don't have any best ofs. We don't have any repeat shows. We produce a show every week. We don't ask for sponsors. We don't ask for patrons. And even if we have repeat guests, they have something new to say. Yeah, they do. Like I, everybody that we've had back. Yeah, I've never felt like any of them was just like rehashing nope. shit and boring. Like it was always interesting. Yep. Um, so, and if you want to come on the show, uh, ask. That's all you got to do. Um, if you are, and it not, might take some time, so be yeah. patient because they're only four Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah. So we don't. Uh, we don't. I try my best, but guys, she can't. She can't go. make more Tuesdays in the month. Yeah, and sometimes we can't record on a Tuesday, so we have to do it a different day. It just just the way the world works, folks. Um, but uh, be patient. We'll get you on. If and, and if you have an event and you can't come on before the event, like this was great timing for, for Nina uh, because the Fringe Festival is coming up uh, in, in just a couple of weeks and tickets just went on sale this week. But if you have an event and you can't make it on uh, or you can for, for five minutes, we can do Skype calls or we can just talk about your event as long as your event's not stupid. Um, <laughs> you know, if your event sucks, if it's like a support Mike Lee conference, you can just fucking not call us. Right, you can just not leave us. This message. is how we're going out. Well, I'm just saying. I, it was so positive. I know, but then I thought about like maybe 
someone goes, well, I want you to mention Mike Lee's uh, fundraising rally. That's not going to happen here, guys. That's when I kind of like skirt the issue and... Yeah, we Talk won't about be a, somebody like Shireen or... There you I go. Know, we Shireen. won't be rude, but we might send you... Uh, so, Bree, she showed me this thing um, uh, on Facebook a little bit earlier, this meme that was uh, like, if you post, uh, if you post uh, something about Trump being uh, treasonous, um, then you're some dude that you haven't talked to since high school is going to post from... Uh, being a redneck, Yeah. yeah. I thought that was funny. I told him that that was probably what would happen to him because he has lots of red. That's true. Friends. I never left my hometown. I just get drunk, <laughs> and I like Trump. This <laughs> like, is so true. It's so true. So I'm sorry about that rant. My apologies, folks. Point being, we would love to have you yeah. on our show. And if you have an event, just let us know. We'll talk about it. And I will probably interrupt Jess, and I'll probably talk about something that has nothing to fuck to do with your event, like Boston Cream Pie from Marie Callender's. It was relevant. To, it's beer and pie day. That's true. That's true. Pie and beer day. Get it right. It's, it doesn't even make sense if you say beer and pie day. It's supposed to be like pie it. and beer day. I can do whatever I want. It's my week, so. That's true. Well. I mean, next week is you your claim, week. You claiming the whole goddamn week? Yep. Next week is your week. No, I know. I don't claim Ryan a Beard week. Is the day before. I don't claim mm-hmm. a week. You can. Nobody said you can't. I'm claiming that week then. I'm going to claim your week. No, That's you have to find this week. No, I this don't. This is your week. Look, my birthday starts on Thursday. I can get Thursday to Thursday. You could get Thursday to so Thursday. So I claim well, no, that week. Well, no, because that overlaps. No, that's my point. There's I'm no overlapping. It. You get I'm your own week. It. No. You and then, have, no. And then I'm going to change. That's how nice I am. I'm going to change okay. my birthday on Facebook to be your birthday. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to wait a few days. So do I'll it. do it on like the 24th and I will see how many fucking people wish me happy birthday on the 25th. Versus again. Yeah. I, I want. No. Just that they're doing it again I have because wanted, they're so dumb. I have wanted to do that for this so long year. and I've never done it. Like, do I need I to regular post week, it? I think a week is too, too soon. I think it has to be like a month. No, do yeah. it a week you for think sure. A week. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, yeah. like how many people? Because maybe like a week, they look at your wall and they're like, "Oh, all these people wished him a happy birthday," and so they do it again. And then you're like, "No, motherfucker, look at the dates." <laughs> it's like when people post that somebody just died, even though they died like five years ago. Yeah, yeah, because like somebody noticed it. Nobody like researches their yeah. stuff. Or they post that they died and they didn't. And they didn't die. <laughs> they're not dead. Zombie Morgan Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Maybe maybe he won't be fucking harassing women. The zombie version of Morgan Freeman. Just saying. Sad. So anyway, uh, if you have an event, let us hey, know. Why'd you have to end it? I'm not ending it like that. Just <laughs> chill out. Share uh, share the episode. Um, get tickets to the Fringe Festival. Um, I think you'll you'll have a good time. Uh, no matter what, um, the shows will be fun to watch. Um, they're not all going to be amazing, but uh, you should still be a not dick and support uh, people. <laughs> a not are, dick. Well, I mean, what else are you going to call the first? Like, That's just don't true. be a dick. Yeah. Like, go, even if it's not the greatest, clap at the end because don't be a piece of shit. <laughs> they, they pour their heart and soul into that, you know, so-so performance maybe. Or maybe it was an amazing performance. But either way, they fucking busted their ass to, to do that and, and they put it on for you. Uh, so thank them for that. Um, and by tickets and uh, that's it